Well, maybe, yeah. All right. We are recording. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Steel Mace Nation podcast. My name is Fred Moore. And today we're doing a very special podcast. I have Andrew Emsley back on the show again. This is uh, number four that you're um, yeah. four. This is going to be the fourth episode. And uh, what we did here was you notice the background and everything. If you're watching on, on video, we're in my house. So uh, Andrew came to visit from Pennsylvania with Aaron, who is sleepy monkey woman on uh, on uh, Instagram. And um, they we're sitting down to do a, a long podcast. That's why it's you're looking at it right now. It's like two or three hours long, whatever. Um, sit with this. And, you know, if you could do Joe Rogan, you could do this. All right. We're going to have a good conversation here. Um, everybody likes the Sleepy Monkey Man episodes. Oh, I don't know about everybody. Well, but, uh, there's some people like them. There's a lot enough. of views. There's right a lot more views. So that's just because I'm funny looking. And I, you might have heard me say this before, but um, I consider you an honorary um, co-host of the show. And I was telling Aaron, who is off camera, sorry, uh, you might get to see her later. Um, but I was telling Aaron, it would be nice if we lived a little bit closer and I could yeah. maybe record a show like this with you once a week. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe that'll happen. But um, anyway, thanks for coming. Jersey's got to fix its gun laws. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't then even, I'll move to Jersey. I'll don't come hang out on the beach with you all the time. I was but told, I'm a Pennsylvania hick, man. I was told by a retired police officer yeah. that don't even don't even try to defend your home with a gun because here in Jersey, they'll probably end up arresting you. And then his advice to me was to just get a flare gun. This is, I swear, he told me this. He's going to get a flare gun. Hold it. If the guy comes in the house, hold it right here in your chest and you shoot it right in their chest. And my question was, well, what if it lights the house on fire? <laughs> and he go, looks at me and he goes, uh, then call the fire department. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good advice. <laughs> so that that's uh, that's what I can tell you about that. Do you have flare, do you have flare guns? And, and, no. <laughs> no, I don't want a flare gun in my house. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's uh, a really good pepper ball gun. There's a bunch of good pepper ball guns, actually. Out oh, they shoot the pepper. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. You know, those are a really good option for folks. Good non-lethal uh, self-defense tool. With the, the capsule will hit the person in the chest, and then yeah. the, it causes uh, oh, yeah. eyes to water. Yeah, it's no fun. It's no fun. It's in the eyes, the nose, the yeah. mouth. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. It hurts, too. I mean, it hurts to get hit with it. It's 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 a getting shot out of the CO2-based right. system, so it hits, and it, it doesn't feel good. It's going to leave a mark. So, I mean, Smart person's going to run the opposite direction. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 They think they're getting shot I mean, at. I guess they, they don't know if it's a real gun. That's right. And so that's a good for you, Jersey folks. Yeah. Uh, a good uh, way to. All right. So you you're you're a big gun person advocate, well, or where, where are you? You just or you just like the Second Amendment? You think it's a good idea? I. A lot of people think it's a good idea. It is a good idea. I mean. I, I wouldn't consider myself in any way like a gun guy, but I am a guy who has some firearms 
I grew up in Pennsylvania. I still live in Pennsylvania. I spent a lot of time growing up in the woods with a lot of people that still put food on the table. Yes. With their firearm. I ate real, real good eatings yeah. that way. And so to me, um, I mean, honestly, I think when it comes to uh, human invention, the two most important inventions of all time would be the firearm and the printing press. Yes. I mean, nothing liberated, you know, the populace from tyranny more than those two things, especially those things, two things put together. So as, as an American, you know, that's the thing. I, I absolutely recognize that mm, the lens I view life through is very much been formed and molded you know, of course, I've tried to have my hand in forming and molding the lens that I'm viewing life through, but uh, it, I'd be a fool not to recognize that I'm influenced by you know, growing up in America and then growing up in Pennsylvania and then growing up in certain parts of Pennsylvania and then growing up around certain uh, you know, political or religious views that all plays a part uh, in how we view life. And so... Uh, you know, I'm kind of like a old, in a funny way, like an old fashioned God fear in American. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, actually, that is, that is what I actually think of you. Well, when you I, as I got to know, no, I know. As I got to know you, I said, oh, you know, he's kind of like a good old boy. Yeah. Right. You're, you're out there in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's not like you're in the middle of the woods, no, no, but no, it's, but you're closer to it <laughs> than you are here, say in Jersey. Um, um, and, and, and yeah, you b believe in, um, things that are the, the source of inspiration for the country. I yeah. mean, you know, you believe in the first amendment, the second amendment, all the oh, amendments. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, all the amendments. And gosh, man, those amendments are real important, especially those first 10. Right. The Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. Um, Read it if you haven't. Because this isn't a perfect country. It's far from it. And it's uh, it's a baby country in a lot of ways. 240 years old. That's right. I mean... We're, we're living in a world where we've had empires that have existed for thousands of years. You know, some countries, there's, there's we can go walk around buildings in some countries that are far older than our country. Yeah. Um, and so that's really important to, to recognize because I think, uh, I think the United States gets a lot of crap. Like, you know, and... Hey, it gets a lot of crap from from everyone from the world and from Americans and you know there's a there's a there is a real merit to being critical when that criticism is being directed towards growth and I know it's a buzzword, but um, progression. But then we got to decide what we're progressing towards, right? So there's a lot of 
folks who might identify as, as progressives, but what does that mean? Yeah. What are we progressing towards? In my mind, what we're progressing towards was set in the very beginning. The ideals of this country, the great experiment. Okay, the beginning of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. America. And it was a great experiment, and yeah. it still is. The goal was set in the beginning. It, it didn't, we didn't start from there. The idea was to grow towards there. And our founding fathers were very, very flawed men. And we can know this with certitude, thanks to history, but also because we are very flawed men. Yeah. And so they weren't superheroes. Um, just like I have been molded and shaped and formed by uh, my time in space, but then also by education and free thinking and um, all that good jazz that, that we have that, that any just about just about anybody who has access to the internet has access to in 2000 and almost 23, just really wild. Um, they were products of their environment as well. Right. And so they were the farthest thing from perfect. Uh, George Washington, for as heroic as he was, was also a total douche, like a douche noggin and a half. Uh, and his wife, <laughs> from what they say, was worse. <laughs> but we remember, you know, good old George Washington. Uh, he cut down the cherry tree. Yeah, and he, right. had, he had wooden teeth. Did he really have wooden teeth? They, uh, well, was that like I, early dentures? I don't know if that's that's definite. Yes, right. I, I actually kind of know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, uh, can you imagine how much that would suck, though, to like have... And I also heard he had ice cream every night, too. So they made homemade ice cream yeah. for him, right? He had his weight oh, staff. No, that's the thing, man. So you can make ice cream in the, in the colonial days, right? Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, why do you need to progress anymore if you have ice cream? Because ice cream is the best. Ice cream. Unless is you're lactose intolerant, but you can take a pill for that. Yeah, diabetes, diabetes happens. But a uh, nice bowl of vanilla ice cream, right? I mean, imagine in the colonial days, you, you know, it's so, well, so you're talking about progress, right? Well, there's a real, the reason he had ice cream every night was because George Washington was also a huge pot farmer. Oh, okay. So he had the munchies. He was a huge pot farmer. Yeah. He actually was cultivating different strains. And so to he, smoke? Yeah, to smoke and to do all kinds of fun stuff with, because as you know, hemp. Yeah. was a huge cash crop and is coming back now as a cash crop, but it was America's biggest cash crop for uh, most of America's life. Yeah. It was fairly recently in consideration that prohibition uh, brought the, the ax down on the hemp. And uh, I know we're hopping subjects again because that happens. Well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hop and then we're going to hop to talking more specifically about you, but I'm enjoying hearing what you have to say about history. I think that's important to yeah, talk about. Yeah, you asked me about, cause we brought up, we were talking about guns. That's right. And yeah. Like uh, Jersey. Cause I'd love to live here in Jersey. I got a lot of friends in Jersey. You're here in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Lou's here in Jersey. Uh, you know, Mike yeah. Wolfert's here in Jersey. There's so uh, the Jersey shore 
uh, there's a lot of mace guys in this area. Yeah, and and Ken and Potis gals. And, and gals. gals. Yes, and gals. We got Joel. Yeah. We also have Booty Cheryl. Yes, uh, down yeah. at Laughing Hearts. Uh, Rachel is PA, I think. Yeah, Rachel's PA. But every time I see her, it's here in Jersey. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah two PA um, people meeting in Jersey. Yeah, but um. So yeah, Jersey's great, but then there's yeah, you guys got some crazy gun laws, and I'm not really like like I said, I wouldn't classify myself as a gun guy, but I do appreciate just the ideals of the individual's right to defend their family, to defend their their property uh, from harm, uh, and also to be able to put food on the table, and I think that's the most important absolutely thing. yeah. Um, you, you, and, and that's, and you know, that's something we were talking about before we started the podcast. Yeah. I was, uh, mentioning to, uh, Aaron, um, that friends and family, you guys need to have uh, conversations like real conversations. I want to start doing this with everybody. I know where we talk about how we can work for ourselves instead of having food, uh, get, getting, picking up from the supermarket where, you know, we're all health and fitness people pretty much watching this podcast and, and uh, we like to eat better and stuff like that. So what are we eating? And also, th there's also problems where like supply chains are collapsing. Are we going to be able to get food? Yeah. So hunting, fishing, yeah. and farming. Well, and, so and I think if everybody can hunt, fish, and farm and do barter system, you're going to have uh, – we're all going to be fine. I, I'd agree. Now, here's the crazy thing. All right. So down our way, down in uh, – southeastern pennsylvania right we're hanging out at the oh did i just miss saying bye to somebody no 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 they're just going downstairs <laughs> we got an active household today That's great so, yeah um there are signs all up and down the brandywine river that say warning it is not recommended to consume more than two eight-ounce meals from these waters yeah. per year. Per year. Per year. Because it's polluted. Two eight-ounce meals. What's that? Two two dinners? Yeah. Two fish a year? Because and this isn't the Brandywine River, man. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like you said, like you like you mentioned, we're we're not you know, we're not in the boondocks. I wouldn't even consider us at this point the country. Things are changing even faster, right? We're right on the border. You know, the country at this is now like 45 minutes away and that's not even the country. Yeah. Um, it's how things go, I guess, because there's a lot of us humans and we all need places to be and places to shop and buy things because we do need things. Um, so it's how it goes. Um, but we're still blessed to be surrounded by farms and, um there is we do have a lot of local options we've got a lot of local honey around us we have a lot of um uh oh, i'm having like uh i'm having a, a brain moment what are they called you know the things on like saturday flea markets flea markets, <laughs> flea markets. Yeah. Yeah. well where folks are selling their veggies that yeah. are all locally grown and organic and all that good jazz um so that's that's we're we're lucky in that regard. Uh, at the same time, you know, as great as it would be for everybody to grow their own gardens and to go hunting, 
which is how it should be. Mm-hmm. Although, let me rephrase it. It's how nature, at least, has set it up. Yeah. And the reason I say how nature has set it up versus how it should be is because we are as equally a part of nature as anything and everything else that is nature. And so we wouldn't look at a beaver's den and criticize the beaver for building a, you know, it's, it's dam and living in it, right? That's the beaver doing what a beaver does. And as humans, we, we human, we make all of these fascinating and awesome tools that have alleviated a lot of suffering and also then created as a byproduct, other sufferings. Yeah, like, like nuclear weapons everything's a give and take right well, and that's an interest that's a whole interesting uh well b- before we start talking about it <laughs> we are going to talk about nuclear fission and stuff like that but later in the podcast but um you, you know we're talking about food though and um you know being um fitness minded oh yeah food and stuff well so I, what i wanted to know you know we're talking about you know growing food harvesting food and everything but uh, as far as the fitness community goes, there's a lot of different ways to eat. And I know you have certain ways you like to eat. And I always like to talk about this on the podcast yeah, because yeah. Uh, you get to know people by how they, uh, you know, how they eat. You know? Yeah. Like, and, and I know you, uh, if you want to share with the podcast um, well, and just let us man. know, like, why you're eating the way you are and what's, what's your, uh, do you have a name for your diet? anti-inflammatory omnivorous omnivorous anti-inflammatory omnivorous yeah okay um that you know that's the funny thing there's a lot and there have been people who they get cancer they go vegan cancer goes away Hmm. there's folks who have autoimmune diseases as we're learning they go carnivore yeah and their autoimmune disease goes away i was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that was a thing getting my brain all messed up i thought that was going to be like my that's my cross that i that i bear you know that's my story i got my brain messed up i got a healing story because my brain messed up and then you know life slash god it's like haha got more for you man so i was diagnosed and i it was either 2017 or 2018 with an autoimmune disease called psoriatic arthritis, which is, uh, it's a, it's an inflammatory condition that causes immense inflammation and crazy pain in all of my joints from my fingertips to my finger toes, my finger toes, finger toes. <laughs> well, wear your, wear, wear, wear helmets, kids. Wear helmets and uh, don't don't smoke weeds. <laughs> Wink. Um, so you you eat a diet, yeah, that helps reduce inflammation. And yeah. and when you first came uh, to meet me for the first podcast we ever did back in 2019, you brought me some mangoes. Yeah. And ever since uh, I love mangoes, yeah, you know, ever since you brought them, I always get them. And you said that there's something in them 
that helps with inflam uh, anti-inflammatory stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're still eating. You've been kind of eating this anti-inflammatory style, but you've actually fine-tuned it more now. Yeah. So tell us specifically what you're doing, unless of course it's well, kind of I, trade secret and you no, don't. No, no, not at all. I just I a lot I, of people don't like to to say how they get their abs. You know what I mean? They they want to keep the abs all to themselves. You know. So you're a lean dude. You're definitely in shape. Everybody's seen you with your shirt off. So yeah, what do you? Uh, <laughs> because of working out, because of working out, um, what do you uh, eat? And and um, what have you noticed? And as far as benefits, so I wasn't I wasn't good. I was doing okay. I was doing some of the, the right things and I was doing good for a little while. But I, man, that, that's the thing. It's like life, building the business, taking care of students, then trying to focus still on my own medical conditions. Um, let me rephrase that. The conditions that I was living with and I'm still growing out of. Um, and then figuring out like who I am as a human relationships, uh, meeting Aaron, I really pushed my self-discipline in one direction. It's like, I'm very, I was very disciplined, all of these things, but dude, I love ice cream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we were talking about, I freaking love ice cream. Uh, I am not a pot farmer like George Washington, <laughs> despite the way I look. But I do. Like I, I think, I think the way you look, you're more of like an angel dust guy. <laughs> you know, you know, well, and then, and uh, no, I've never, I've actually, I'm yeah, not, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, not, that. I'm an earthy kind of guy, yeah. man. Uh, when it comes to drugs, uh, I've always been a fan of cannabis. There's a real... We'll, a we'll lot of steel mace that. people seem to be into it. Well, yeah. And if they're, if they're doing steel mace flow... A lot of martial arts people, that's the thing, a lot of martial arts people are into cannabis. There is a... There's doctors that are doing it. That's, I mean, that's the thing. There's a politicians. lot of humans are yeah, into cannabis. Right. Uh, for me, cannabis and it came along as medicine before the arthritis. Yeah. The cannabis, and we might have talked about this at some point in time, at least in our personal conversations. The cannabis was the medicine, the catalyst, I should say, that allowed me to engage then in deeper medicines that took me from death's doorstep to growing into the person I am now. So, you know, I have a, a, a real affinity for cannabis and also mushrooms. Um, and I'm pretty open about it. You know, I don't encourage, I'm not, I don't, I don't encourage like recklessly that people just willy nilly kind of do this stuff or try this stuff. 
Um, I don't necessarily think there's really anything too dangerous or wrong with it, but um, everybody is incredibly different. We all have unique body chemistries. And I'll tell you, there are folks out there who should not smoke weed because THC absolutely can increase people's anxiety. And so, you know, for some folks, if their body is dealing with like a dopamine issue, they might want to or want not to smoke weed. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm not uh, qualified to say. But what I can tell you is that these substances do get kind of marketed as like the miracle cure for all. And I am absolutely an advocate for the legalization of these things and for folks who are looking for answers and folks who are looking for healing to do their own research and to figure out if maybe some of these things can work for them. These things worked for me. Cannabis worked for me, psychedelics and specifically mushrooms um, absolutely helped me do neurological rewiring in my brain that has allowed my brain to do what doctors consider not something that's not even possible, or at least they, they didn't consider it possible then. There's a plethora of papers out now on this stuff. You know, that's what's fun about being a scientist. You know, it's um, when we are in these situations where life forces us to take responsibility, and this will lead into the diet thing, by the way. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I always know you get back to the you get back to the hook. Yeah. Um, when life or God, although admittedly, even though I talk a lot about God and I, I, I don't like calling it God, it's a really silly word, actually, for what, what? The divine, the creator, it's it's because even then it's like it's 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 it, the word God is a it's a it, it's a moniker, it's it's a title, it's it's not a name, so it's very unspecific. You know, there's a lot of would Larry be better? <laughs> well, you're gonna have to talk to uh, I guess you'll have to talk to Larry and ask who's okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> but um you hear that? <laughs> I hope wild, I, wild down there. So when we're pushed into these situations where we have no other option but to take responsibility, because there is no the other answer is pretty much death, whether it's an, a, an actual death or like a slow death, which a lot of I said this recently on uh, like an Instagram video or something that a lot of people are committing like a slow suicide, no. right? They're, they're, they're living and thinking uh, in unhealthy ways that is leading them into an experience of reality that feels like hell. So they seek to escape and they spend as much time as they can escaping reality and you know, these substances these plants that have been medicine to me absolutely for some 
have been unhealthy ways to escape their reality. I was very blessed as many others who have had similar experiences to me have been to have had the stuff come my way and to have been in a situation that allowed me to frame these things as medicine, as a, a holy experience with reverence and as real tools to engage in reality as opposed to escaping from But when life pushes us into those positions where we have to pick up the tools and do the work ourselves, we get to be the scientist. We're also the experiment. We're the tools we're using. Uh, it, we're all of it in one. And so I've experimented and I've healed in many ways. And now I'm experimenting again because with food with well, yeah with yeah. food with your with the psoriatic arthritis yeah so because, yeah so what are you doing for that well because uh, uh, i know a lot of people have uh arthritis and i guess you're specifically a psoriatic arthritis yeah. uh but is that similar to all the uh, arthritis like is is your diet uh, possibly beneficial to anybody with any type of arthritis or autoimmune disorder well i don't i i'm not qualified educationally or experientially yet to really have an opinion on that um i'm in the process now of doing the research myself and, and I know a lot of times these days on social media or people are like, I did the research and it meant they like watched some Facebook videos. Yeah. And that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about actually diving into literature, right. looking at papers and seeing what research is out there yeah. and using that as a guide to, to hone my discipline as a scientist going through this experience see what happens and i'm you know it's rainy out today my pain level is not nearly what it would have been a month ago that's okay. i mean i'm, I'm pretty so a month ago is when you started you started so what do you eat I, I, maybe not even a month ago right. so uh it's it's been about a month that we've been like and i say we because because erin has been awesome she's she's really been doing it with me which has been a huge help which is also i think um it's hard to do things when we're doing them alone yeah especially if we're living in a community like a family a household or of any kind and um there are different rhythms uh it's hard not to eat sugar it's hard not to eat the yeah, cookies if, but if the cookies are going to be in the house every as long as it's you don't eat it every day and overdo it which well, i i am so, very good at overdoing things like that well and now here's the thing there's nothing wrong with eating cookies right uh, once in a while that's right. not what i'm saying yeah. but for me there is 
that even a little bit for me there is even okay. a little bit would would send my body because the sugar yeah the sugar is causing inflammation. inflammation. And the and the even even uh, uh, if you ate one cookie, or I made gluten free brownies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a gluten, I won't, I won't touch them. Oh, okay, I won't touch them. All right, here's the. Thing. Are you gonna have one, Ever? In, in order, she can. Here's the thing: she can, right? Okay. Because it's it's there's nothing wrong. I, I I genuinely believe there's nothing wrong. And, and actually, I don't even like using that word believe because the word believe is a silly word, okay? It, it's an Anglo-Saxon word that means to wish. And so when we say we believe something, we're basically saying this is what we wish is true. Uh, and if we look up what an antonym, which is the opposite of, um, you know, you're way smarter than I am, man. And I know you laugh, but it's actually true. Uh, you know, the... The antonyms for belief are things like truth and fact. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah that's an interesting thing that you're saying there right there. And I I, I do like to read and 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 I I like what you once said about you said spelling is like spells. Yes. Like you could you could do a spell on somebody with your words, right? So one thing that's a benefit is to look up the antonym of uh, of a word to understand it better. Yeah, man. It's also a great way to do things in life in general. Um, if you have trouble understanding God, maybe you could find out something about God or Larry. Yeah, Larry, um, by looking at evil. Yeah, yes. study evil, yeah. and if you study evil. Your st- everything is the opposite of what good is. So it's a, or what God is. So um, that is a, a good trick. And then the other thing too. Hold on. Well, the other thing too is you said you do your research, right? Yeah. Now um, I I consider myself a guy who does research as yeah. well because it feels like you're doing work. Yeah. And you're like I hope spending hours and hours and hours a day is going to benefit me you're like or my waste my time but the thing Mm. is correct tell me if this happens to you when you do your research how many dead ends do you go down i i I don't go down dead ends so okay well i go down dead ends a lot the the um but i don't care i'm fine with that well here's here's the thing right well so yeah that is yeah because that's how we learn just to eliminate that now yeah well when i you you actually discover something like oh this is a dead end so you know what that's I'm not going to put any more time into that. And it changes your thinking, which uh, is also a, a mindset that applies well to uh, steel mace training and yeah. stuff like that. So, so, you know, I guess when I say I don't go down dead ends, a better way of saying is that like I'm constantly moving. So yeah. if, if I'm going down a path and I, from the very beginning, I'm I'm moving and looking for bullshit. Yeah. And I'm looking to find as much bullshit as I can call out as possible. Right. And you find truth by finding yeah, bullshit. Yeah, because it's most things are bullshit. And and here's the thing, you know, you know well, it's it's not um practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. So there there's a difference. <laughs> what? She What's laughs at me because I pronounce the word there funny there there oh thar like thar over thar 
It's got a little, well, a little southern twang, right? Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. I got I got family in in the south, the boondock south. But also, I spent a lot of my time growing up in like the boonies of Pennsylvania. Nice. In the woods. So when you think of me as like great. a good old boy, man, I'm not kidding when I say I took baths regularly in the creek. Yeah. I, I mean, we used an outhouse. That was the bathroom. That's awesome. It, it was awesome. It was, it was, I would not trade that, that part of my childhood. There's for people anything. that would, if you tell them they have to go to a outhouse, they would be like, oh, they, they have this oh, huge, man. Like, I, I have, this is going to sound for only people, only, only you hicks out there who grew up in outhouses know what I'm talking about when I say there's something about the smell of mothballs. Uh, yes, right, <laughs> right. You know, I built an outhouse. I built my own outhouse. Out here? No, not you up, in, up in New York. Up in New York State, I built one, and uh, I painted it camouflage. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, some um, land up there that I used to do a lot of camping on, and um, yeah, I built up yeah, balls in there and everything. It's and it's good stuff. Yeah. Then you gotta tell them what we eat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yes. what do I eat? So here's Thank what I you. eat. All right. Thank you, Aaron. So uh, everybody wants to know how to eat better, and we're we're, so, we're sharing information. Here. Okay, so that's just it. So it's like, all right, well, well, real quick, what I was about the whole like practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent thing is that there's a difference in quantity and quality. So there, a lot of folks are doing a lot of research, but we've got to be good researchers, right? And you're a good researcher. Uh, I'm a good researcher. I'm also a bad researcher in the sense that I have absolutely uh, not done enough research into what I was like giving credit to at certain points in time. Well, in what my path? What did you? What did? Where did you start figuring out what to eat? Did you go to um, bringing it a, back to what to a eat? Person or anything like that? Well, no. So. Um, so what, what so so this what goes you for breakfast what do you eat for lunch like how do right. we eat like what's the food you eat all right i'll tell you the food i eat but i'm still talking about research because this is the important part everyone all right is is how you do the research because it's important to know look i'm looking right at you i'm looking at the audience it's important to know how to research and not all of us took classes in research right that's the beauty about uh Studying things like philosophy is we get taught how to research and taught how to think it. By the way, we all have thoughts, but we don't all think. Thinking is a skill set. And, and in no way am I saying this as like a ha, 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 some of us think and, not, and some of us don't. No, we all can learn and train our brain to think just like we can train our muscles, right, to get better at movements. And when it comes to research, being able to cross-research Site, uh, with cited sources, figure out where the information is coming from, figure out the quality of the studies that were done. You know, were, or were these studies done on like five people? Hmm. Or are we talking about 500 people? There's a lot of those. Right. There's a big difference. And so I think, uh, and this is where I say where I, I've absolutely fallen in the past into like, oh, there's a paper on this. <laughs> And then later been like, okay, well, like this paper really was maybe not 
you you know the researchers weren't necessarily using the best scientific methods to go about obtaining this information and maybe this isn't as uh gospel uh or quantitative as i would hope or, or uh yeah quantitative yeah i would hope it would be so that said what i'm doing is and there's a reason i'm doing this that's really important to why i'm doing this because i was ready i was actually this was the morning i was supposed to get my first dose of immunosuppressive therapy for your arthritis for the arthritis this yeah. and this is a really important part of it okay because there's a lot of people out there getting this stuff and it's it's a it's a medicine that's amongst a group called biologics these these biologic medications that nuke the immune system and as i was filling out the paperwork to bring to the appointment with me some last minute stuff because you know i'm lazy this other paper falls out and it's full of the side effects it's two it's two-sided and the first side is all like what they consider the serious side effects and it's things like death and cancer and tuberculosis, a laundry list. And then the other side is things they consider the common side effects. And it's things like low blood count, chronic viral infection, mm. hair loss. Now for a moment, I thought, oh my goodness. I might get to look like my hero. <laughs> And <laughs> I mean that you are my hero, man. But what am I? What did Rob say? You're our Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah, somebody did say that. You really yeah. are Joe yeah. Rogan, uh, and that's the thing. And I know I'm jumping topics again, but you know when I talk about you being smarter than me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not actually joking. You know, you, you have this incredible ability to listen and to learn that you know you have an open mind you'll you'll talk to anybody you know that's that's what i love about you and it's you'll you've got folks on your show that have wildly different opinions from each other and from you and at no point in any of the episodes have i ever heard you get into an argument with anybody because you're just there to listen and, uh, you know, it's funny because we, we, we say you're our Joe Rogan, but in a lot of ways, you're a lot more like that Lex Friedman dude, oh, you know, okay. even though Lex you're not, Friedman. yeah, you know, really? you, Am I? Yeah, wow. you, you know, you will, you'll talk to anybody yeah. and you, you, um, you have a genuine thirst for information and learning. And so that's the thing, man, like a lot of people have a lot of things to say. And usually it's those of us that speak the loudest and the most that have the least to say, you know, I'm just full of mostly hot air. But so that said, you know, yeah, yeah, you're great. You're my hero. You're a lot of our hero, man. So back to Thank my you. diet, I appreciate uh, do research, the research I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I was going to have this chemicals pumped into my body and I realized, holy shit, what am I doing? I'm being totally irresponsible. I haven't done enough. I haven't done right. my part. 
This was like a big thing. I was sitting there on the floor, freaking crying. Aaron's there next to me because I'm like, I can't believe I'm about to do this. Like I could die from this. You know, psoriatic arthritis, if I just don't do anything about it in time, could, they say, will cripple me. Yeah. Okay. This could give me cancer. Yeah. The treatment for the thing that could cripple me. Yeah. Right. It's, you're it's in like, between a rock and a hard place. That's right. And, and I, it's not a good place to, to be. And I'm no. sure it makes you feel um, some, somewhat hopeless at times. And wow. And um, you feel discouraged, yeah. and and you and then it creates a, a chain of self doubt, yep. right? That starts to kind of like work its way into all these other areas of your life, because how you feel, your health, how we feel, is the most important thing. It, you can have millions and millions of dollars and have yeah. everything, but if you are yeah. crippled or whatever, you know your life is going to be completely. You know, you're 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 gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, there's quadriplegics out there. You know, and you know, God bless them. Yeah. Um, they, it's got to be difficult. Oh, right. I, well, I'll tell you, I, I've got a friend who uh, his body he is would be classified as quadriplegic. He's paralyzed from the neck down. He's incredible. Um, I. <laughs> He's a huge source of, of inspiration. This is one of your clients, your, your, your massage. He, he was one of my clients. I retired from massage. Yeah. Um, and you know, the beautiful thing about doing what I did as a cause I was a corrective massage therapist and I was blessed to work with really difficult and high level cases. And it, it's a true joy. You know, there's no money in it for anyone out there that's thinking about doing it. It's a labor of love, but it is a labor of love. And um, the people that I was able to meet and the relationships that I formed, incredible, you know, um, gosh, man, but you, I've met the, the strongest people in the world. And so this guy, uh, he became a friend and okay. and right. we continue to spend time together when we can to this day. Yeah. He's great. He's awesome. He's he, when I say he's incredible, he's actually incredible. He he blows my mind and he's he's not just like a ball of sunshine. You know, he's he's not some Instagram character who's just happy all the time and inspirational like you can do it. Like his life is tough. Yeah. And and he's like, yeah, this is freaking tough. Uh, you talk to him about your your health situation, <laughs> right? And what well, kind of advice does he give you? That's the thing. I try not to. He asked, oh, okay. he asked me. Yeah. Th that's that's the thing, man. And 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 everybody out there, you know, Erin, she's a massage therapist. She knows people like this as well. And so all of us who whether they're nurses, doctors, I don't care who you are, like anyone out there who gets to spend time with these people who have been through extraordinary struggles that they have just resiliently pushed through. They have a, I don't even know what to call it. So like here, here's my buddy who's, like I said, he's not like a ball of sunshine. He's not like, you know, um, he's totally raw and real as it gets. And yet, man, he wants to know how I'm feeling. 
No. He wants to know like how I'm feeling. He he cares. Like he's not like uh you know, he's not like, oh, you know, this guy, he thinks he knows what it means to hurt. And, you know, yeah. Like he's not, not at all. Like he he he's truly compassionate. Yeah. And and I'm not kidding when I say he's a huge source of inspiration because um you know there are times where uh, if I'm in a flare up, you know, I'm in so much pain that I actually can't walk. Mm -hmm. I, all I can do is, is kind of fall onto the floor, sit on the floor. Uh, and it, there's a, there's a big mind component to it. Cause when that happens, my brain gets real foggy. It's real yeah. messed up. It's a weird thing. And the only way to describe it is to like have experience. That. Like I can't, it, it's a, the weirdest thing to not be able to think to know that you want to think but like your thoughts just aren't compute it's a weird thing so I, I can't watch when that's happening i can't watch tv i can't read a book i can't even train uh, i can't do anything man do you try to sleep or these days yeah. uh most of the time these past however many years i've been dealing with this now I just smoke weed and I've learned to accept it. And, then, and and I know I still haven't answered the damn question about what I eat, we're, but this is why we're here at your house <laughs> and not in the studio where we have to pay for time today because, uh, you know, this is how it goes. So that's right, baby. Um, what was that? It keeps engaged. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about. I knew so, it. So, so here we go. Um, so, anyway, so the you you. Oh have, yeah, my buddy inspires this. me. I have this thing, this arthritic thing that sucks, and it's like it does. It like puts me literally on the ground. Right. And um, and I have learned to accept it. But now, and now, is it is it? Do you notice it is getting better? I do. Okay, so tell us what you eat. And and basically, you know, a rundown of of what you're trying to avoid and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's a funny besides thing. Sugar, besides sugar, dude, it took me to get to this point, and and so far it's been really simple. It's it's simple, and it's early on. Nothing is conclusive. What? First, I'll tell you what I eat, and then I'll tell you what I don't eat. Because that's, I think, what's even more important. Right. I'm eating what I would consider an omnivorous, traditionally human diet, which means somewhat ancestral, but I'm not carnivore. I'm not vegan. Eggs, love them. Bacon, Time to time, it's great. Not every day. That's a whole lot of sodium. Too much of the bad fat. Steak. We eat steak pretty much every day. Uh, butter. I love it. Yeah, I love butter. Um, I do a lot of fruit. 
I love fruit. I, I, you know, I love fruit. Everyone actually knows I love fruit. Are you eating? What does a meal look like? You're eating a steak with fruit. Is that what you're eating? Yeah. Well, so for breakfast, I'll have a banana and maybe um, like half of a carton. I can't tell how many ounces it is. I'm not one of those guys like uh, the the weightlifter dudes that tell you what ounces and their macros and their micros and stuff. Although I might get there as I'm doing this work, figuring all this stuff out. But for now, it's like, you know, I, I drink like half a thing of organic plain kefir, which is a fermented dairy. Uh, and I'll eat a banana and that's pretty much my morning snack that I have around 9, 10 a.m. And dairy isn't uh, well, uh, and, and, uh, and it, an inflammatory food because I, mean, be. I love dairy. I don't really, yeah, it can be, right? Can be. Uh, but is, is, what is it, kefir? Yeah. Is that different? Is that why? Is that it why is. you're eating? It is. And so is Icelandic. Skyer. And when I say Icelandic, it's, I'm not referring to like a brand. I mean the, the type of yogurt, Skyer, S-K-Y-R. Yeah. I don't know if it's Skyer. It's pretty expensive. I, I, I eat like three, two to three of those tubs a week. I'll eat half of one of those the things. Large. Oh, look at me. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like plain or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, and, and plain. Um, okay. So no plain. sugar. There's no sugar in it. Honey? Uh, so, okay. Do you, will you put honey in it and fruit? Not every day. Okay. Um, I'll, I love honey and I will eat a spoonful of honey, but not every day. Okay. I'll do a spoonful of honey, uh, like once, twice a week now. That's it. And are you getting any old kind of honey? Cause I, uh, no, raw here. honey. Yeah. Raw honey. As local as possible. As local as possible. Yeah. Right? And that's because, and listen. I still have allergies. So maybe this is an old wise tale. I don't know. But they say if you eat local honey, yeah. your allergies are supposed to get better. I've heard that. Yeah. So I'm eating local honey. At least we're trying to. The honey that we have right now was a gift to us. And it's delicious, but it's not local. But what about Manuka honey? Um, Which, I mean, they tout it as like this. Yeah, man. It all be all greatest thing. I knew a guy who had some kind of inflammatory issue. I forget what it was. Uh, and he swore by Manuka honey. I haven't tried it. It's like $20 for like a little. That's why I haven't tried it. Yeah. But um, I'm not opposed to trying it. Uh, I love honey. But I mentioned like traditionally and somewhat ancestrally, you know, our ancestors didn't really live that long. And there was a whole bunch of reasons why, you know, well, the, wolves and they bears and things and most of yeah. the time. Right. Uh, infection and disease. Um, but when I think about honey, you know, that's not going to be something that like my tribal ancestor is going to have access to every day. That condensed sugar. When they do find it, they're going to eat a bunch of it because they don't know when the next, and they're just going to take the hive and eat all they can, but it's not something we would have every day. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any beehives. Um, so at this point, because I really like sugar, that's the thing. That's why I had a hard time yeah. previously because I like sugar. Who doesn't like sugar? I love uh, – I'm not like a candy guy. 
unless you give me candy. No, I'm going to eat candy. Uh, not anymore. Uh, that's discipline. But I used to love candy. And, but especially, you know, oh gosh, man. I, well, ice cream and carb sweets yeah. like muffins. Oh, I love muffins. Erin over here, my uh, gorgeous queen, she makes these incredible breads pumpkin bread and banana bread oh, and uh with ghee oh man put ghee on it oh, my gosh well, so so you got a jar of ghee you're gonna bring home oh yeah you i got the that, same that brand we should have brought it out it's so good do you use um so you like butter yeah um do you use ghee butter um I, what do you what about like um i'm doing grass-fed organic butter Okay. Uh, I again, I'm you know, hey, I'm a trainer, so uh, I'm on a trainer's trainer's income, so I haven't uh, reached the point in my entrepreneurship where I'm I'm stocking up on necessarily ghee and manuka honey. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's part of my motivations mm -hmm. is to work hard enough to reach a place financially where the medicines that are out there and instead of spending the money on health insurance so it's important to spend the money on health insurance everyone should have health insurance i'm not saying don't have health insurance uh it's important to have health insurance but uh real health insurance and you know this is the food we're putting into our body the exercise we're doing are what are, are we investing in our longevity and so we're doing everything we can within our budget and i think it's important to talk about that because it is expensive to buy grass-fed grass-finished beef it's expensive to buy organic and it's not getting any cheaper it's only getting more expensive and none of us are necessarily getting raises thanks to this wonderful economy. But it can be done as well as possible, at least, on a budget. You know, Aaron and I, we're, we're not rolling in it in any way. We're freaking massage therapists and, and I'm sleepy monkey, man. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, I teach people how to swing sticks and it's awesome. Lives change. People find incredible healing. In the same way that I found incredible healing through these these practices. But, you know, we're no Fortune 500 company. So when we go to the grocery store, we're, we're looking, we're pinching pennies. But here's what's awesome, man. And this is what's why I say it's, it's really important to be on a team and to have, uh, if, if, I, if Aaron and I weren't doing this together, it'd be difficult. Because... Our grocery bill hasn't gone up at all. Maybe a little bit, if if at all. In fact, it's, yeah, that's right. It's gone down. It's Good. gone down. Good. By changing let, your diet. Yeah, so let yeah. me say this again. By eating steak every day, yeah. Yeah. our grocery bill has gone down. Yeah, because you're getting better nutrition. And we're not, yeah, nothing we bring home is in a box. Yeah. We, you know, we're not doing any pastas. 
We're not doing any any sugar. We're not doing anything that's in a box or a bag. The only thing that we get that comes in a bag is our pistachio nuts because we like pistachio nuts. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, process doesn't necessarily mean bad. I also know that's a fact. Process doesn't necessarily mean bad. So when people are talking about processed foods, when they're talking about GMOs, GMOs doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Science has brought us wonderful things. Personally, I'm a big fan of antibiotics, not over-prescribed antibiotics, because that's how we get the super viruses, but goodness gracious, penicillin. Amoxicillin and and, and penicillin yeah. uh, change humanity. And, yes, and they did. I mean, it, we really can't go without it now. No. And so, you know, that's that's where I have a real appreciation. We were talking about like nature, the way nature set things up versus how then also the world, like we humans who are also part of nature, we we seek to resolve sufferings in a lot of ways. And it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I don't, in fact, when I was really struggling with the gastroparesis, which came about from, I don't know if I ever talked about it on podcast. Yes, did. you said you um, suffered okay, a, a, a brain injury. So then find, find, find in the other podcast where I talk about that. So I don't have to talk about that whole thing again. But I fell. I fell on my skateboard and I hit my head really yeah. bad. And it was not the first time that I did that. Yeah. So it was not good. And, and uh, this injury led to gastroparesis, um, which is... A paralyzed, paralyzed digestive the, the muscles in my belly that move the food from the belly into the intestines. Yeah. Oh my goodness, did that radically change it and slow it down to find my life? It didn't just slow it down. So this is wild, man. I would eat food. This was before we really knew what was going on. So, and this was back in 2010. I would eat dinner. I would eat dinner, Fred. And then feel real, real sick. Go to bed. Wake up in the morning. And throw up the food oh. I ate the night before for dinner. It was undigested. Oh, my God. It, absolutely insane. I mean, this, this condition, man, gastroparesis, absolutely ruins people's lives. There's not a whole lot known about it in fact my official diagnosis was idiopathic gastroparesis so they said okay you've got gastroparesis we think it's because you fell on your skateboard and hurt your brain so bad but we can't really be sure of that now either way i'm doing great now yeah so and but just by changing the food, well, your body's able. So it's, it's. I brought that up though because I couldn't eat raw food. So processed food. This is why I say process doesn't necessarily mean bad. Yeah. And why I keep talking about how even though I'm like this hippie hick like nature guy, like man, I'll tell you, like MRI is is worth a million words. You know what I mean when it comes to technology. Yeah. Uh, so processed foods where all my body could actually handle and digest. I lived on powders 
for years. Yeah, man. it was just easier for your body to. My, it's the only thing my body could do. But like when you were uh, having issues digesting, like you would eat, eat steak and it wouldn't digest. Oh, dude, I so, could, I couldn't eat I couldn't eat red meat at all. Now is are you able to eat red meat now because of like because you got two conditions going here? Well, so that's yes, right? Yes. So what like one like one's getting a benefit or or the other one's I not? I used or, to have two conditions. And that was a big part of the, the thing was when I first got the diagnosis of the autoimmune stuff, I was still struggling, still figuring out, I was still healing from the gastroparesis at that point. Okay. It was, I was doing pretty well and a lot better, but I hadn't gotten completely dialed in. And so I had to make, okay, it's like, all right, well, I shouldn't really have sugar, but well, my shake here has sugar in it, but it's like, all right, well, if I don't do my shake though, what do I not eat? And so I made a lot of exceptions yeah, and that didn't do me any favors, but I had to. And so there was this interplay, but here's the thing at this point, I don't even consider myself as someone who has gastroparesis okay there are times where for a strange reason i i maybe i eat the wrong thing it does seem like if i eat Aaron and i have both noticed if i eat something that's very very fatty i'll get sick so even if it's a soup if yeah. it's a if it's a soup that's got a bunch of just like a ton of cream in it, I'll get sick. Okay. Uh, onions. And, and who knows? Maybe I've got oh. allergies to some of these things. Onions. Onions. What about garlic? Well, and also are those? You said you don't eat nightshades. Well, right? so that's because so yeah, and so that's where it's all like. So what I'm occasionally I'll still get sick, and I don't know. Truly, if it's because I actually have an allergy to whatever it was I ate, or if this is some weird past expression of a neural pathway that's connected to that gastroparesis, because the brain is so habitual. And when the doctors told me that the gastroparesis was because of the brain connection with the vagus nerve, something was messed up with the vagus nerve in the brain. I said, okay, well, I started reading a bunch of books on uh, neurology and I started to learn about neuroplasticity. And I started to learn how uh, researchers were kind of recently just now coming to discover that, oh my goodness, uh, not only can we actively take part in rewiring our brain and forming new neural connections, but neurons, we, we grew up learning that if you lose your brain cells, yeah. they don't come back. That's a lie. Or we can't really say it was a lie. It was just misinformation. It was it, old information. They didn't is it, know. Is it possible? Uh, I mean, you, you, I think we've talked about this before, but on the, on the podcast, uh, physical therapists and all these people who use steel mason clubs um have talked about rehabbing people yeah 
from my, you know, they might have Parkinson's or something like that, but um, they are able to develop new neural pathways. Oh, so yeah. is it possible you could, you could kill a cell and then it's just, your body is, is a wonderful thing. It'll just network around it. At the end of the day, I guess we don't know exactly, but there is well, a benefit from Here's the exercise. thing, though. We do know. We do. We do. And when I say we, I mean scientists yeah. who did the research and figured it out. No. And now we can know, too. Uh, the brain, of course is still a great mystery in many regards, and there's much to map and to learn about it. And what's amazing about re about this, this, this new information that's, that's absolutely groundbreaking about the brain is it's such a beautiful example of how much more we have to learn. How little we actually know. And that's where hope comes from. Because the great unknown, and when we realize, and this is what's great about science, is when we actually realize we're wrong. You and I have had many conversations about that. Yeah. But a good scientist loves to discover they were wrong. Yeah. They should. Yeah. And so, you know, earlier you, we were talking about research and like yeah. dead ends. Yeah. A good scientist loves when they discover a dead end. Right. A good scientist loves when they realize they were wrong, when they realize, okay, the model of information that we had for up, up to this point is not actually right. And what's beautiful about it is that's what allows for the space for the new information, right. for a more accurate model. And that's all we can ever do is have models of reality. It's never reality itself. It, you know, it, it, every, and anyway, I'm going off on a tangent as I do, but. Uh, you have something to say, Aaron? I was just going to say, bring up like supplements too. Supplements? We are taking some supplements. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so, all right. So we're talking about, yeah, diet and budget, which is, I brought that up for a reason because uh, a lot of folks who talk about diet, they're, they're, they're doing really well financially. And so they're like, yeah, you know, we're eating grass fed yeah. organic steak every day and we're doing all this stuff. And it seems like, okay, how can you even do that? I can't do that. But then what we've found is that, okay because we're not buying any of the other stuff, our grocery cart is veggies and meat and fruit. And we're eating veggies. And we're not eating, we, we cut out the veggies that uh, the research shows up so far uh, seems to have a detrimental effect for folks who have autoimmune things. So we've cut out things like nightshades, tomatoes, uh, onions, even though I couldn't do onions anyway. Uh, but we, we do miss tomatoes. Um, eggplant. Uh, potatoes. Oh, oh, no potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah. But, ah, uh, yes. The sweet potatoes? We eat a lot of sweet potatoes. Oh, so okay. we do we do a lot of sweet potatoes. We do a lot of carrots. We do a lot of broccoli. We still eat green beans. We still eat peas. Now, maybe we're going to find research that says I shouldn't. And if we do, then I'll give it a shot. 
I'll cut it out. Now, here's the other thing before I even bring in the supplements to keep in mind. I think it's also important. I'm also having my blood work done. So I had my blood work done before I started off. Good, good move. And I already have a script for my next blood work. Yeah. A lot, you know, what I don't want to be, and I'm looking at the audience again, I'm not an influencer, okay? If I, I don't want to be an influencer. I don't identify as an influencer, okay? I like to make little inspirational messages about things I actually think, uh, things that have really thoughts and philosophies that have actually brought me great joy and transformation in my life that have allowed me to live a good life. I love sharing that stuff, but in no way am I an influencer. I am not qualified to tell people how to eat. I am not qualified to tell people how to think. I'm not qualified to tell people uh, anything about life except how to swing a stick and how to move right. I'm absolutely qualified to tell people how to move right and about uh, trigger points. I can talk to you all day about trigger points and I might be a little qualified to talk about philosophy, whoop-dee-doo. But I can only share my anecdotal experience and because of that, because I, I'm a researcher and a scientist, but I'm not a doctor, I absolutely am getting my blood work done, making sure my lipids are okay. There's all those, you know, I, I, those three letter combinations of things that I got to make sure are looking good. Now, I also understand from what the research shows that according to the Western standard, the Western uh, scale of where things should be, they might look at my blood work and say, whoa, your cholesterol's way high, man. And that might actually not matter right. because as long as I'm metabolically healthy, then who, then beautiful. I'm not qualified though, genuinely not qualified to factually make a statement on that. Other than I'm giving this a shot and experiment because that's the point I reached with my own health journey because I was in a position where it's crippling pain that's, that's actually affecting my career and my livelihood and my life. And, um, at the same time, I'm losing my train of thought. Hold on, I got distracted by the ADD. So this is your your choice. Right, right, right. So I, I'm pushed to a place. That's why I brought being pushed to a place up earlier. I'm pushed to a place where like I'm trying this stuff because this isn't my last resort. My last resort is putting those chemicals in my body. Yeah, right. Right. So I'm willing to make mistakes. If I'm going to do anything right now that's going to make a mistake, I'd rather make a mistake that can be corrected, like something in my diet. Is this thing experimental? Totally. Is it this chemical <laughs> the, the, that they want to put in your body? Is it no, no, it's not it's classified around. as experimental. It's been yeah. around. But it, 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 it's, it's a medication that – and all these medications do this. And this is the problem. And, and this will actually give me an opportunity. I'll talk about the supplements, but I'll also bring up uh, functional medicine because I think functional medicine is a really important uh, branch of medicine that doesn't get talked about enough uh, that 
that should be looked into, at least the approach of uh, functional medicine. I think it's really interesting. It's a much more holistic approach to looking at and solving issues than our, what would be considered our traditional model. So to get it out of the way, the supplements that we're taking, we're doing the beef organs, man. And I'm doing all of them. I'm taking, say, I'm taking, I'm taking beef balls. Well, all right. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like sport any particular brand yet okay. because I'm still new in the experiment and I am absolutely feeling a difference in my body, but I've done a lot of things. So you're taking a uh, powdered supplements. It, it's, so I'm taking the desiccated dried supplements. So yeah. we got beef liver. This is all in one serving. No. Oh, it's well, different. You I, got like a bucket of beef liver. You got a bucket of balls. That's right. Of <laughs> that's okay. right. So I, I got yes, the beef, right. beef liver, um, adrenals, testicles. Yeah. Heart. Tongue. Brain. Okay. No tongue, but brain, bone marrow. Uh and I'm sure. Oh, and, and also um, bone itself. I'm doing fish eggs, which is instead of fish oil. Like, um, like caviar? What, kind of. So I'm doing wild caught fish eggs. I'm not eating caviar, but wild, uh, caught, fish wild caught fish eggs. You can get them um, what kind from of a fish? good supplement. Salmon? Um, I don't know okay. the answer to that question. Actually. Wild caught fish eggs? Yeah. When I buy it, it says fish eggs. Is it? It's like fish oil. It's just well, a it's oil. not like fish oil. But it's in no. a pill, like it. It, yeah, it's in a pill. It's in a, it's in a oh, capsule. it's a pill. Okay, yeah. okay, capsule. I got yeah. you. All right, yeah, I was picturing like a jar. Of all no, eggs. all in pill form. Okay, capsules. all right, this is one of the supplements. All right, the capsules. Sorry, my uh, I got kind of thrown off track. Yeah, no. So they're dried and powdered and put in capsules. Uh, the fish eggs are like also in capsules. Yeah, yeah, and they taste like fish eggs. Um, they just like fish oil, but fishier actually uh yeah and so we're taking those stuff i'm taking all those supplements aaron's taking liver and uh ovaries ovaries uh-huh beef ovaries. beef bovine mm -hmm. and of course we're doing we're both doing uh collagen bovine collagen and we're also doing uh i switched the protein shake and aaron switched the protein shake as well she was doing to a i guess a carnivore based protein shake so it's 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 beef and all the organs including the blood desiccated yeah. and mixed in this is in one serving yeah it's, so it's, yeah it's beef protein with these other things how does yeah. that taste delicious it's good it's uh, got cacao in it and um monk fruit and I, I i don't remember i think maybe some stevia as well it's it's wild how delicious it is um anyway i'm not going to say any brand names yet because you know there's there's some good brands out there there's more than one uh do your own research if it's something if that's the thing if people are interested in doing it they can easily look up and do their own research and find uh, what brand they want to buy their stuff from um you know you 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 mentioned earlier about like 
having my shirt off or, or you were joking about taking my shirt off. And I said, I can't take my shirt off anymore. I can, because, you know, I always have my shirt off, but now there's already a, uh, a bearded uh, shirtless guy talking about, uh, you know, human living. And he's, a, I don't know him at all as a person, but uh, I like his message, but now he's got, he's the one not wearing the shirt. The, the the liver king okay and uh so you don't i don't i don't take steroids but i do i do take liver um you care that you take steroids no actually i don't, care I, I don't. I don't uh, care. well let, you know what let me rephrase that i think it's nuanced and complex and and i know there's a lot of people that disagree with me there's a lot of people you and i agree that we actually we don't care we we both really support the message overall that he was sharing however Actually, you've heard me talk about this before. I really do have a bone to pick with steroid culture. And a lot of it has to do with, and, and this is why I think, I think this is why him being dishonest about it was such a big deal with the message that he has, because he is seeking to inspire, you know, men uh every he's seeking to inspire humans but he does tend to talk specifically to like yeah. dudes and there's a reason and this is not a popular subject uh in fact there's a really weird campaign that's in denial about this you know we are our culture is absolutely having a crisis when it comes to our voice and and i know there's like these buzzwords like uh crisis of masculinity and i think that's why it gets dismissed so easily because like what is no one can, masculinity is not a person it's not a thing there's it's, it's yeah. there's no love for masculinity us dudes we're like masculinity, ah! <laughs> and, and some you know some of us dudes and some ladies are like masculinity and that's great but like other than that like it's nothing to actually like relate with it's not a person so when we say there's a crisis of masculinity it's meaningless but when we say that we've got a crisis with our boys it's not meaningless because there's a lot of moms out there and dads that got sons right there's a lot every single adult dude was a boy right so when we're talking about our boys and we're talking about our boys we're actually talking about people human beings and there really is a crisis in that our boys are are being raised in a culture that's left them largely abandoned because they have privilege apparently so they have privilege they don't need anything else they're abandoned from Oh, we are our, it is culturally acceptable to, to emotionally neglect boys. Yeah. It is socially acceptable to point the finger at men as the monster and simultaneously point the finger at men as the ones responsible to fix the problem now there's a truth in that but at the same time 
at no point do we ever actually talk about what the problems are. We just, and when I say we, I'm speaking gen in general terms as like a culture. We personify it as the patriarchy. And then we try to tear it down. But again, what are we tearing down? Who are we tearing down? And it would appear, and this is just, this isn't gospel. This is just how I see it. This is, this is what it looks like to me. That's it. From my little area of the woods. You know, we did a really good job. Our culture did a really good job recognizing that there was a problem when it came to our society and our girls and the, the ways we were teaching girls to think about themselves and to find value in themselves or lack thereof and the body image images that uh, our society and culture pushes on girls. We did a good job talking about that and bringing it to light throughout the 90s into the 2000s. And this is what's fascinating now because we have, we're in an era where we have that same issue in full force and in full social acceptance for men, for our boys. The body image on fitness magazines. Let's talk about, you know, people want to talk about um, Liver King because he's on steroids. Well, let's talk about our superheroes. Let's talk about The Rock. And I know they recently did. And I think this is actually what's awesome about this whole debacle. Because now the door is finally open publicly. Thanks to the Liver King doing this and lying about it. And the dude Derek at More Plates, More Dates releasing, blowing the lid off the story. Thanks to that, now there was just an episode uh, where he, Derek from More Plates, More Dates, goes on Joe Rogan, and they're talking about the superheroes. They're talking about The Rock. They're talking about these uh, these role models yeah. that are absolutely roided freaks of nature. Yes. Okay, cartoons. And meanwhile... You've got a bunch of young men who have no idea what it means to even be a man, a good man, let alone a good man. And instead of having as their action hero role model, like Bruce Willis and Die Hard, who's a dude that looks like he does push-ups every day and, you know, eats eggs and bacon for breakfast and uh, goes for a run. You know, we get, we get the rock and the rock's not even the rock anymore. The rock is now Dwayne Johnson. Thing is, is when the rock was the rock, he was still like this fiction. Yeah. Like a figment of your imagination. That's right. That actually like came to life. That's right. Cause WWE right. is crazy. Right. But, but now that 
and I'm just using his him in his example. You know, there's all these other dudes. What is it? The the Chris Hemsworth guy. Uh, I don't even know their names. They were talking about it. Uh, they've got they they got apps or something or fitness apps, and they're on this this cover and that article about how to get ripped like this guy, how to train like so and so, how to I guess Thor, how to train like Thor, yeah. and and then that's the same thing. So you got all these dudes busting their asses. And I'm one of them. I'm absolutely one of those guys. I'm not one of them that's on steroids, but I'm one of those guys that, dude, this is uh, this is what I do. I look at all the people in life uh, that are doing the things that I admire. I look for the things that I'm like, wow, look at what they're doing. Yeah. That's really rad. They're really successful in what they're doing. And then I want to know, okay, I want to know exactly how that person lives i'm not even so interested necessarily in like all right like what did they do to get their success like i want to know okay what time do they get up in the morning what's their eating schedule like how much how many times a day do what they work out do they what kind of books do they read yeah. right because i think there's a lot of value in learning from people who are greater than us who are better than us now I don't know these people personally all the time. Now, oftentimes I get lucky enough to meet people that I do know in my own life. And I try to, and you know, that's the thing. I can say that about all my friends. And I know I'm speaking real fast now. I'm inspired. <laughs> Things just really picked up here. They sure did. But that's just it. It's like, I love surrounding myself by people who, in my opinion, and that's at the end of the day, except for the people in that circle, the only opinion I care about. And I care about the opinion of the, my, my friends and my family, those yeah. I love. But outside of that, I don't give a shit about anyone else's opinion, right. especially poor people. And when I say poor people, I mean actually poor people. I'm not talking about your bank account. You know, there's a lot of people, oh, like people that, who are poor. Oh, people. man, there's a lot of people that like to share a lot of their opinions. They like to tell me exactly what they think about life and my life and all kinds of stuff. And meanwhile, they're just miserable. Yeah. And I I, I, I don't care. I don't let don't take advice uh, from poor people. On that on that point, uh, what happens a lot? Uh, I forget what the word is. Um, that's a psychological thing. Um, projection. Um, so a person will recognize something in you that is something that's in them that they don't like about themselves, and they will go after you on that and tell you, oh, you should do this and that, and you're living like this. And, you know, they, and they give you the, the dress down and it's really, they're talking to themselves. Oh yeah, they're man. Actually talking to themselves. Oh yeah. And they just don't know it. Yeah. You know, but that's the yeah, thing. You, beautiful. you, you, um, you, if you find something annoying about a person, right? Like, why am I annoyed by that person? What's, what is it about that? And then maybe you, if you slow down and think, Oh, because I do that yep. too. I, I've had that experience right. so many. Times. I guess that's an ego thing, right? Yeah, or it's super ego, or uh, you know, you you project it on somebody else, but it's it's definitely it's more you, and you're more annoyed at yourself than you are that person. You're just annoyed at the thing that they're doing. That's that the mind. person becomes like the scapegoat. Yeah, you know, cause, yeah, cause because can... nobody wants to just say they don't. Nobody wants to isolate themselves yeah. and, and poke their own eye right right until we learn that until we we learn what you just framed so so well that oftentimes all of these experiences are serving as reflections for ourselves to examine 
and to figure out how to remove those forests from our eyes. We think we see all the planks. We think we see the planks in everyone else's eyes. You know, and and really, it's the forest in our own that we're looking dead at. And uh, when you say planks, you mean like boards made out of? The yeah, board. yeah. There's that great. Um, and you know what? I, you know, I, I so often can give you the 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 book and the chapter and the verse. I, uh, I don't. I, yeah, I, at the moment, it's slipping my mind. But Jesus talks about before we help our brothers and sisters remove the planks from their eyes we first have to remove the forest from our own and i what's and, the planks well yeah like wooden boards oh okay wooden boards why is there wooden boards in our eyes there's wooden boards in all of our <laughs> i didn't know is this is all this something i should get looked at <laughs> you might want to see an optometrist <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah you know it's uh it's I know I'm, I'm I'm taking a moment to think about my words here because I I gotta circle it back. But and I do have a question to ask you. So all right, I'll, I'll so wait, so yeah, we get that that projection thing is a really interesting phenomenon, and 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 this is I think really important for for a lot of folks to hear because for some reason even though it's incredibly obvious when when we actually think about it we all in general a lot of folks really put themselves down yeah they they look at everyone else as somehow better than them right now sometimes they are I, this is what I, the whole thing I was talking about. I love to surround myself by people that, in my opinion, are better than me. And like I said, that's the only opinion I really care about, except then those people's opinions, right? Because I love being surrounded by friends who I feel like are my teachers. And that's just who I am. I like feeling stupid. I, I like feeling like the dumbest one in the room. I love feeling like, oh my goodness, that, that excites me. That's part of why I get bored, why I got bored in school a lot. It's was, it was like, all right, well, this isn't stimulating enough for me. But I, in adulthood, I've been very blessed to find wonderful friends who have, have such, such uh, wonderful uh, things and gifts to share that I'm, I'm just constantly in awe at like how them and what they do. It's awesome. And, but on average, a lot of times we as humans just assume everyone else knows more than us, is somehow better than us. And so, especially when we're not in a great place. And so, you know, when we're like, we need advice, right? It's like, well, all right, well, you're not going to take like, you're not going to take accounting advice from an accountant who's poor you know, and, you, and you're not going to, or you would better yet, you wouldn't take accounting advice necessarily from like your carpenter. You wouldn't take car. You wouldn't, you wouldn't ask your accountant how to fix your sink. Right. So when we have anything that we're sharing and people have their opinions about it 
I mean this. Who fucking cares? Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, unless this is a person who is excelling at what you want to do. Right. Right. Who cares what they think about it, what they have to say about it? Because most people, myself included, love to talk out our ass. And it's mostly just hot air. And so it's like, man, gosh, when that sunk in for me, that was one of the most liberating things because I had a tendency to put myself down a lot. And I then had, uh, would allow myself to take bad advice. Yeah. And, and that's when I realized like everybody has advice to give doesn't mean we should take it. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, one of, one of the, the dudes he's dead. Uh, but I, I re I still consider him a teacher, even though I never will get to meet him until I'm dead. Maybe I hope I get to meet him when I'm dead. I don't know how it works. No one knows how to, well, that's the other, no one knows. No one knows what happens after you die. No one. Anyone tries to tell you they know they're full of what we call bullshit. Bullshit. They don't know. They just want you to think what they think so they can feel better about what they think. Anyway. Is what, is what you're saying right now a pretty a co big contradiction to, to like Christianity? No, and you want to know why? Because the word Israel means to wrestle with God. Yeah. This is the thing about all these modern-day Christians. They're all mindless sheep, man. They all just believe what they're told because the pastor told them or the Bible told them. And that is not faith. The word Israel means to wrestle with God. God at no point in time demanded our blind, just our blind belief. Not at all. Man, you know, that's the whole thing about the story, the prodigal son. You know, the prodigal son, when he came home, what a celebration. You know, the son who was the good son, who did all the right things, who never questioned. He got real pissed off about it. He was like, Dad, how come this guy gets a party and I don't get a party? Man, the whole point is to question, why do you think God gave you a brain? Why do you think God gave us this mind? Do you think God would give us this ability to question and to wonder? But that's just it. Anybody who tells you they know what hubris they have, that's not coming from their faith. If they really had faith, they would be able to tell you they don't know. They don't know. You know, when, when someone tells you, I know, that's hubris. That's their ego. That's, that makes them feel comfortable. I know I can't tell you what happens after we die because I don't remember what it was like before I was born. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what does it mean? Is it contradictory to being a Christian? Well, just because you're right. supposed to be an afterlife. Okay. And it's just a lot of people say, well, some, you go to well, heaven or yeah. see everybody, but I don't know. Everybody it's, has like a different opinion what it looks like. That's right. And this is where it gets, this is where it gets controversial. A lot of Christianity 
is unbiblical, or at least it's, I shouldn't say it's unbiblical. It's not based on, it's not scriptural. It's doctrinal. It comes from doctrine. It comes from church philosophy. From separate texts, things that are separate. Yeah, other other dudes, things that dudes wrote. Things that dudes wrote. Oh, okay. That are, yeah. you know, like, so like Augustine. Or, yeah. Like Augustine, right? So it's like, and, and the reason it's given so much credence is because there were so few people that could read and write back then. Yeah. So it's like, all right, this dude, Augustine, wrote a bunch. And so the, it's like, ah, it must be gospel. But it's not gospel. It's Con it, Constantine. Ha, that's a whole different thing. Emperor Constantine. Don't get me started. Augustine, right? And that's the other thing. A lot of what the people think about the afterlife. So take, for instance, what people think about hell. Indeed, what people think about the quote-unquote war in heaven. It most That's not out of Genesis. It's not out of the Bible. That's from Paradise Lost. That's from Milton's Paradise Lost. And so a lot of what in our modern day has been adopted transmorphed yeah, yeah as like church thought or, or, or as christianity is not even from the bible at all it's about it's, it's from what other people thought about what was in the bible or their own life like constantine he was a freak man i'm not gonna get into that y'all do your own research he was a there was a lot of reasons he was he was fighting some things uh and so I, I say that and I share that. And this, this is where this is going, man, because you asked about the afterlife or you brought up the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to understand that that Jesus, and that wasn't even his name, but that's what we'll call him for now. Uh, Jesus, he, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. Right. And this is the funny thing about... Uh, and and I know I can ruffle a lot of feathers. Here. I, don't, I don't care anymore. The 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 church as an institution is nearly, if not completely, corrupt from its very conception. Let me be clear: the church as an institution. I say that to draw a distinction between the church as in the collective body of Christ made up by its members. You and I are friends. There's a big difference between that and the worldly institution that signs contracts with banks that has an agenda beyond individual awakening that leads back to reunion with our father the divine Allah the Tao now 
there are folks who will disagree with me on what I just said. And that's okay. It really is. We'll give all kinds of reasons why Allah is not the same as the Christian God or the Jewish God. That's okay. They can give me all those reasons. But when we seek in depth the meat in the scriptures, and that's the thing, the, the, the scriptures is actually not even the meat, it's the milk, if you ask me. It's the milk? It's the milk. Huh? The meat. Because that's, the, the, remember, the word is dead. Well, the, the, the words in the Bible are dead. They're dead words. It's not the living word. You're the living word. The word made flesh. It's when you read those wisdom scriptures. And I read those scriptures. Anyone reads those scriptures and we digest them and they become who we are. That's when the word again is made flesh. That's when the word goes from dead to living. And so the church as an institution has weaponized the dead word. And, and very clearly, and by the way, I don't even believe intentionally at this point, once upon a time intentionally, but not necessarily anymore, very clearly put down boundaries that have prevented people then from experiencing the living word, the living water. And this idea, this focus of the afterlife, in my opinion, is one of the biggest slaps in the face to God that anyone who calls himself a worshiper, uh, one of the faithful, can give. If we're going to acknowledge that we're created, but then we're going to pour all of our energy into dying, don't you think we missed the point of God giving us life? How are we poor or how do people pour their energy into dying? They pour their energy into dying by being so focused on heaven or hell being these, these places we go to when we die. And I, I have heard, you know, I, I've been blessed to spend a lot of time with people from many different faiths and many different walks of life. I've spent more time with Christians than any other group of people. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard things like this place is not my home. That my reward is in heaven. That I just can't wait to be with Jesus in heaven. And all of these people who are saying this are saying this with an understanding and interpretation of heaven being someplace they're going when they die. And they view their time here as like a prison, right? as like a trap. And now here's what's really interesting, because I hear Christians say that kind of stuff. And I also then hear non-Christians, folks with different spiritual beliefs not even monotheists okay we're talking like occultists and uh all kinds of folks talk about how 
this is some sort of trap that they don't that that, that this this uh world of reincarnation is somehow a trap or or hell i absolutely believe that some people's experience of this life can be hell yeah um and so there's this really interesting, and I bring that up because I think then there's a, something really interesting to, to pay attention to. There's this theme, there's this theme happening and it doesn't matter like what people believe even. It doesn't even matter if their quote unquote hope is in the Lord. Like there's still this underlying escapism, this, this desire to get out of here because here's so tough. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and 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 this is some kind of, uh, yeah, almost punishment that they just have to get through. And I, I that's never sat well with me from the time I was small, and this is why I bring it up when we talk about the afterlife because it's always, it's always seemed to me, that, okay. So I was created? You mean to tell me I'm created in the likeness and the image of God? Whoa! Dude, that's freaking nuts. That's awesome. Like that's something to like get stoked about, like genuinely stoked about. And then like I look around and I'm like, whoa. And listen, I know uh, that sometimes I'm on drugs. <laughs> but I look around and I, 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 I look at the trees and I look at the patterns on the bark on the trees. I mean, it's not that hard to do. There's trees all around us and especially here on the East Coast. And every single one has a unique differentiated pattern just like our fingerprints. And then... Man, I, I I remember grade school. Dude, we learned so much mind-blowing stuff in grade school that we forget. That's why kids are so darn cool and we're so late. We forget how cool existence is, man. We forget that we breathe out what trees breathe in. Yeah. And trees breathe out what we breathe in. Whoa, man, that's nuts. And then we, we, we talk about things like unicorns, like they don't exist. But did you know <laughs> that they do? Did you know that the actual scientific classification of a rhinoceros, look how excited I'm getting, I can't sit still, of a rhinoceros is a unicorn? Did you know that? There's also a bicorn. They got two horns, y'all, two horns, okay? So here's the thing. I, I don't know about that. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Unicorn is a rhinoceros is an actual unicorn. You can look this up, guys. Okay. I've, I smoke too much weed and I've been hit in the head too many times. Please, please, I beg you, never believe anything I say, but look it up for yourself. You might be surprised. Do your research. Uh-huh. That said, heck yeah, it's true. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the thing, man. Giraffes are real. You ever look at a giraffe? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's, it's a it's a neck. It's a it's a neck with a head on it. 
Right. And so like, why am I talking about all this like a little kid? Because literally we are in the most far out ridiculous place in all of existence that we could possibly be. Why the hell would I want to go to Mars for crying out loud? Hello? There's nothing there. There's nothing there. It's all right here, man. It's all right here. I want to say that again. It's all right here here right now jesus said the kingdom of heaven is before you it's right here it's not a place we have to wait to go to when we die you and i can be with christ today in paradise paul says christ in you the hope of glory so what does it mean to be with christ in paradise today are we actually talking about dying I hope not, because I didn't bring any special Kool-Aid. And if I did, I would hope you wouldn't drink it. Visitors. Heaven is a present living reality. And in my opinion, Yahshua is pretty clear about this in the scriptures. We can experience it today, right now now and in that same way hell is also a clear and present reality and we get to play a part this is the thing about free will we get to play a part in raising hell or bringing heaven down i don't i i'm working on not saying things like hell yes anymore because f that man hell no like, no hell. I'm so, done with hell. So you say, hell yes. Like, hell yes. Uh, you think that that's almost like invoking Absolutely. To, to Absolutely. This so? is where I sound like a wackadoo, but this is where the power of words come in. Yeah. And this is where we you brought up earlier. Well, that's like manif- manifesting, right? Isn't, you, I, I think a lot of people have some belief in that. It seems like a lot of people. You mentioned earlier spelling. Yeah, you met, you brought it up. You brought up a conversation we had way back when about spelling, about uh, the occult power of words, and you know a lot of folks might not understand what I mean when I use the word occult. It just it, it means hidden. It all that the word it's a Greek word. It just means hidden. That's all it means. You know that's why um, you know uh, we see with uh, our eyes are connected to our ocular nerves and. Um, it comes back here into the occiput, right? That's where the nerves come back into. And we even call this area of our uh, skull, the occipital region. And this is the sub-occiput. So, you know, people get all like their feathers ruffled up about words and mostly because they don't understand them. Now, here's the interesting thing. Sometimes we really should get our feathers ruffled up about words. And mostly it's because we're all, a lot of us are saying words that we don't really understand that have a lot of power contained within them. And, you know, so we, the spelling thing. So yeah, like people talk about uh, like witches and magic and stuff and they talk about casting spells. Well, what do we do with words? We spell them. And it's with words, like for instance, even your name, by spelling your name, F-R-E-D, and pronouncing your name, Fred. Now, 
I actually have a little bit of control over you. Because guess what? If I say, hey, Fred, you're going to stop what you're doing and you're going to look at me. Now, that might not seem very significant. It might not sound like much. But that is just one small example, one thread of how words are powerful and how words when used with intention or unintentionally still create realities, yeah. whether we know it or not. Well, a good example is a politician. Everything that they do in their job yeah. is, is using words. Yeah. Everything. And we are, oh, they're all liars, all this. They are masters at changing people's minds and opinions with nothing more than words and using them in a specific way. And yeah. I, I don't know if they uh, if they even know that they're doing it, but they're just good talkers. And and I and you can see sometimes when they are um, even using tactics, certain yeah. kinds of tactics, the way they emote, the way they maybe make a fist when they're talking, whatever, all that stuff is, is very, very well rehearsed and practiced. So when look what they, they, they have uh, great jobs where they get all these extra benefits. And, you know, like some of them have like hundreds of millions of dollars when they leave office, which, and they were only making like $200,000 a year. And it's like, how did, so, so it, if that doesn't show you how powerful words are. Oh yeah. What, I don't know what what else we could look we could look at. What you just described is what I would consider an example of black magic. You know, and so I'll talk a little bit about magic because I think when we put on what I call or what I consider the spiritual or maybe the magical lens things take on different meaning and now things that maybe were insignificant all of a sudden become sinister mm. <laughs> so things can take on wildly different meanings and so let me be be begin by saying magic is real you know it, it's um there's a lot of different words for it our culture has done a really good job of fictionalizing it and influencing everybody to see magic as some innocuous, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That wasn't the right word. Uh, some insignificant fictional cartoons disney right or or uh, card tricks yeah it's uh, just tricks or yeah. just um hocus pocus just that's right nothing now, that's precisely why in the early 1900s some of these practitioners who i mean smart people I'm not talking about like a bunch of like nobodies messing around with a Ouija board in their mom's basement. Smart 
affluent people involved in different societies and organizations and they're, they're not like they're not like the devil that's taken over the world but these folks they differentiated that with the pronunciation magic now spelling it m-a-g-i-c-k or m-a-g-i-k intentionally to differentiate it from this idea that's now magic is focus focus and magic is something that most people without realizing it do now the ultimate definition of magic and and i'm not saying this by the way as like a uh i'm not saying like either or on the subject right like everybody's got their own spiritual beliefs you guys people take this with a grain of salt right so it's like i'm just gonna say from an academic understanding of things that's kind of where i'm speaking from it's like so most people don't think of magic as taking what's in here and making it manifest out here they don't they don't really understand it as manifesting the individual's will in reality But every time the little toddler really wants something and they learned that if they cry or they act a certain way, they're going to get what they want. That's actually a magical act, according to this definition, because they just made their will manifest mm. in their reality. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are some folks out there who practice what's documented and known as white magic, and then there's black magic. Now, of course, it's 2023. We could talk all about like how we really shouldn't have like negative or even like even the word negative isn't negative, right? There's nothing wrong with being negative. It's just the opposite end of the pole of positive, yeah. right? We need the negative end and the positive end for a battery to work. So uh, anyway, right? So when it comes to black and white, like oftentimes black gets this association with like evil, you know? Yeah. And white gets this association with goodness, even like cake. It's like angel food cake is vanilla and devil's food cake is chocolate. But uh, there is actually like an inherent, and I know this isn't going to be popular among some folks, but some folks would be like, yeah, there really is an inherent like like racist undertone that we don't realize in that when we're always associating blackness with evil and whiteness with good. It's just in and it's just inaccurate. Like the nighttime is great. We all need the darkness. This association that the dark is somehow evil is just an inaccurate understanding to begin with. Because, I, I mean, I'm not trying to sleep in the sun. I'm trying to sleep at night when it's dark. It's cool at night. It's actually relief from the sun. In fact, uh, if we're just in eternal night, uh, we'll, we can still live. But if we're in eternal sun, we're all going to 
die, we're yeah, gonna right. burn up, right? right? So it's it's actually what's what's more dangerous, the darkness or the light? It's something to think about. Anyway, can't look at the sun dead on, can you? Right. So, uh, but needless to say, black magic has this association with uh, being evil, and white magic has this association with being good. Now, why I bring that up in regards to politicians, who I view as black magicians. Most marketers and advertisers are black magicians. What they are doing is they are using tricks. They are saying words, yeah. gestures, phrases, color, everything down to the colors they're using. Uh, did you know that studies show consumers are more responsive to circles than they are triangles or squares? So I'm not kidding when I say, you know how like the, the, uh, the sleepy monkey uh, one of the SMTA logos is is the the triangle of maces. Yeah, it's one hundred percent on purpose because like f that shit, man. Like, I like triangles. I like triangles, so I'm making it a triangle. But dead on, there's a ton of research that's that says that by making the logo a triangle, I'm making a mistake because it's not going to play on the psychology that people like circles more for some reason. The shapes like, like or stimulate respond like, to respond, respond to. to so so circles, circles uh people will respond to circles circles and colors so for instance if you in, a, in a way that would be favorable to the person with the logo correct so if okay. your logo was That's... circular and red for instance yeah you're going to increase your chances of success with whatever it is you're doing yeah uh, statistically, uh, versus where if you made your logo a green triangle, right? Because there are neurological responses we have, emotional responses we have, which are neurological responses as well, to colors that we don't understand. Other people understand. When I say we don't understand, I mean the average person doesn't understand. Because we understand whatever we understand. Hey, I'm a mechanic, so I understand oil. I understand how cars work. Ask me how to do an oil change. Ask me how to rotate tires. Let's talk about replacing your serpentine belt, right? I don't know shit about how colors influence my mood. But advertisers do. Politicians do. Every, they know it so well. And by the way, a lot of business folks know this stuff. This is one of the things that really, uh, Aaron will tell you, this, when, when I, you know, SMTA, sadly, to exist in this world, I'm, I'm keeping you away. You need more Kratom. I, yeah, I need, I need a nap. <laughs> you need more Kratom. You know, but for SMTA to exist in this world, it has to be a business. It has to have a business part of it. If I had my way, it's just a school. Yeah. I'm not a businessman. I have I. I I never even wanted to be this. I wanted to be a rock star. That's that's a whole nother thing where this wasn't my plan. This is God's plan, man. Right. And I, I say that like with full sincerity. My mom, uh, the people who know me closest, they still sit back and they're like, what? How did this happen? Because this was never part of my plan. Being SMTA and Sleepy Monkey was, wasn't even like remotely part of it i wanted to be a rock star and then i wanted to be a professor and then i still wanted to be a rock star 
And then somehow I ended up this. That said. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, that said. Oh, yeah. Business. So I never wanted to be a businessman. Never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had to be to bring SMTA into this world. There's no other way. So I have to, I have to learn. That Sleepy Monkey Training Academy for right. anybody who's wondering That's what right. to say. SleepyMonkeyTrainingAcademy.com. Sleepy Monkey Man on Instagram. Come listen to me talk about nothing. And somehow it's really meaningful. <laughs> so... <laughs> I even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. That's right. But so I'm reading all these books and I'm learning because again I have to. And one of the things that's really troubled my soul throughout this journey is diving into these books and coming across time and time and time again. All of these things that are like screaming at me, like this is manipulation. Yeah. This is psychological manipulation. And I come from a traditionally spiritual background. So I look at it as black magic. Yeah. And that's the thing where when I talk about putting on this lens. So we put on one lens and it's like, oh, it's marketing. You put on the lens that I'm looking at life through and it's freaking insidious. Yeah. It's sinister. Yeah, I agree. And so... What black magic is, and there's a whole lot of it going on in this world, a whole lot of it, man, is when other people, someone else, uses those tricks to get you to do what they want you to do. Right. To think what they want you to think. There's not, there's no freedom in it. They're not giving you the opportunity to make an educated decision, 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 <laughs> they're using your emotions and the parts of our brain that we don't as lay people necessarily study and understand unless we get turned on to something like this. And then we're like, all right, well, I'm going to learn them, learn what they're doing against me. How, how, that was one of the best things I came across an article about how, uh, why we should know about that they're doing this stuff because the, how else are we going to know when we're being manipulated? Right. How else are we going to know when someone is using our, is weaponizing our emotions is weaponizing our, our life experience to co-opt it for their ends, for their means. And I'll tell you, man, Black magic. And this is where this is where I'm gonna fire some shots. Not at anybody, but at an industry that I'm a part of, that I care a lot about. I'm gonna say this. I want every coach in the world to hear me when I say this, especially my fellow Steel Mace coaches. And I say this with love. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. And guess what? It's not about me. We had our time. We still having our time. 
We know what the mace does for us. We're all, we're awesome. You're all so awesome. And I'm not even saying that facetiously. I actually mean that you, you are all freaking awesome. All of you. I'm serious. And it's very impressive what you can do. And I love when you share it with the world. It's very inspiring. However, it's important for us all to remember. This goes for me more than anybody. That it's not about us. It's about the people that we're teaching. It's about the, it's, and it's, it's, it's about the teachings. It's about the teachings that changed our lives. And you, you know, I'm preaching the choir when I'm sitting here with you, when I'm sitting here with Eric. These teachings that changed our lives, it's about passing them on to other people. This is what solved my depression, Fred. We could, we could have 14 podcasts that each are three hours long. You know? I've lived so many lives in these 36 years. So many lives, it blows my mind. That's the thing. People talk about, and that's the other thing. You get the reincarnation people talk about life, death, and rebirth. It's like, dudes, we are living, dying, and being reborn every freaking day. Yeah, the phoenix. That's right. And that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of my beloved Christian brothers and sisters really don't understand what it means to be reborn. We're reborn every day. Mm. I'm actually reborn. Like, actually, like, let's be reborn and change our neural circuitry. Let's actually change the wiring in our brain. Let's actually no longer hold on to and define ourselves by the traumatic experiences. What does it actually mean to be reborn? Everybody, and hey, hey I'm, I'm still healing from my own damn freaking crazy-ass childhood. But how am I healing from it? Well, I'm reframing all of the trauma as training. That's great. Because it was my training to become who I am today. Yeah. And so what if we no longer allow the bad choices other people made that affected our lives? What if we no longer allow the bad choices we made that affected our lives to dictate who we are? That's what it means to be reborn. That's what it means to rise from the dead, to the phoenix, rising from the ashes. And the mace has helped so many of us with that. And, and you know, I, 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 I do see a lot of folks seeking validation And that's why I say, you know, hey, we have our remembrance. It's not about us. Because I do see it out there. I see a lot of it. I see a lot of really talented, really amazing people that are still stuck in their own head. They're still stuck on them. They're still looking for the, the likes for them. They're still looking for their own validation for how great they are. And they haven't even realized that they are great. Yeah. And that's that's why when I when I look in the camera and I, I say you're great, I'm not being facetious. I'm not being uh, sarcastic in the slightest. I'm not joking. Like, these people are incredible. If 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 everybody uh, does this, 
with themselves and each other. If everybody says, you know, you're great or you're terrific or, or you're the best. If everybody was doing that, like continuously, it would be a totally different world. Right? Sure would, man. And this is, oh man, it sure would. And all you have oh. to do is just do it. It's And it's not that hard because people talk all the time. They say words and everybody's like, what is this guy even talking about? So you could just say this stuff and not even mean it. Like you could, like, I'm just going to say these random words. Oh, you're great. You're the best. Blah, blah, blah. Not even mean it. But those people were hearing it and everybody else around seeing it and everything. That would change the whole structure. It, it would. And and you know what? And and this is what I love. I, I do mean it. Yeah. I do mean yes, it when I say right. it. And Aaron and I, we, we laugh about this all the time. Because when it comes to the folks who study and train with me, and I've got a wonderful group that's continuing to grow. It's beautiful. It's just, it makes me stoked. And I, I come home to eat dinner with my babe and we go in the kitchen and I'm always laughing. And I'm like, I, I all I do is, is all I do is remind people of how cool they are. No, that's literally all I do, man. Like if people want to know like the secret to helping lift others up, just lift them up. Just tell them they're like, great. Actually yeah. lift them up, but, but mean it. Yeah. Like actually mean it. Like, like when, when I, when I say to my student, who's, um, who's incredibly consistent, but he's always talking down on himself. Right. Yeah. And, and, and when I say to him, dude, you are like, you are so freaking good at showing up. Mm. He is. Yeah. But he thinks like, what? Like exactly you're giving me a compliment because I showed up yeah. and everybody, cause everybody thinks, Oh, you think you just showed up and you you're a star or something. Yeah, actually you yeah, are. That's yeah. right. Because if, if, if someone can be consistent with one thing, mm -hmm. they can be consistent with everything. And consistency is <sighs> king. Boom. Oh, I thought liver was king. Oh wait, I'm not liver king. Sorry. <laughs> I got a shirt. I, that's why I got my shirt on now. But, um, it's like, I actually, I don't, see, I'm, I, I stopped taking the steroids. <laughs> that, oh, okay. I stopped taking the steroids <laughs> and uh, this is, this is, this is me. This is liver king without steroids. You got it guys. This is me right here. Now I had to drive myself here. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, I got another student, right? Like, I don't even know him that well, but I've seen his art. It's nuts. Good. Mm. It's like, I don't even know this. I don't even know much about this guy. He's a cool guy. He's, he's really on fire for learning about movement in the mace, which is it's super exciting for me. And all I know is that I've seen his art and it's really good. Oh, and I also know that like, he's got a family. He's got a couple kids. He's got a wife. Well, I know that doesn't come easy. I know that it takes really hard work to be a good husband. I know it takes really hard work to be a good dad. And I've seen this dude's art and he's been very successful with it. So when I say to this guy, I don't have to know his whole life story to lift this dude up, to make a difference in this guy's life. All I have to do is remind him that he's a great dad, that he's, he's a good husband. 
All I got to do is remind him that he's a kick-ass artist and that he's he's been very successful with what he's done. Man, you should see the look on people's faces when I remind them of just like their reality. I'm not doing anything special at all. All I realize, like we turn on the news, heck, we even watch, like we read like a self-help. It's all about like what we're not. Like most most of life is about who we're not, what we're not doing, what we're not enough of, what, we or what we're too doing. much of. Right. It's all about like, you know, either we either eat too much or we don't eat the right things. We don't exercise enough or heck, some people exercise too much. And it's like, yeah. ah, man, people just need to be reminded. We all just need to be told. That we're okay. That we're good. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love. I, I really, that's what I love about Jesus, man. You know, it's like that woman in the well story, which I just think is so funny, man. The, the woman story. in the well? The woman at the well. <laughs> the woman okay. in the well. <laughs> the woman at the well. I did say woman in the well. We, You know what? We, we're so do. We're both rubbing our eyes because it's way past dinner time. And we're hungry, but we are, you know, I talk a lot. So, uh, man, Jesus is hilarious, dude. The Bible's freaking funny a lot of times. It's also wild. There's a lot of wacky stuff in the Old Testament, things that people don't realize, like reincarnation. Oh, yeah, I said it. It's in there. Even Jesus himself is like a reincarnation of Melchizedek. Oh, no. Actually, Melchizedek, this is actually what messes with people's minds. Melchizedek is a pre-incarnation. What the? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man, the priest king. The fire and the water born together again. The sons of Cain and the sons of Seth. Don't know. Anyway. Oh, and so now you, um, one time I went to work out with you. And before we started uh, swinging our mace, yeah. uh, you started to say um, at the Our Father prayer, Our yeah. Father, and, and I joined in with you. And I thought that was really cool because the way you did it was uh, very powerfully, um, you know, you emoted out into the, up into the glorious sky and, and we said it together. It was like very manly. Uh, cause it's a, that's a really solid prayer. Yeah. And, um, and then, and then we worked out and I know that's part of your SMTA, uh, practice, yeah. um, training program, whatever it's, um, you know, to connect spirituality and everything. Yeah. And that, and that's, and that's why even like this conversation, uh, how great it's been because we've, we, we talked about diet and everything, but we also, uh, got that very heavily into talking about spirituality and yeah. black magic and everything, but these these realities, right? These realities are are there for us to explore. And I just like if anything could be taken away from this conversation, because I don't know what people actually are believing in. I, and maybe people hear black magic and are like, "What are these guys talking about?" Oh, yeah. But but I think the takeaway would be yeah. is you you can basically 
realize that the world has a lot more to it oh, yeah. than what we think because we make these little boxes. Yeah. Right? So it's a perception thing. You know, it's um, like, you know, you say black magic or uh, I say something about spirituality. The other person, they don't necessarily have to buy that actual word usage. But the thought is that there's forces at play all around. There's people using forces for good or for bad. Yeah. And you could call it whatever you want to call it. That's right. All right. But what we all should be agreeing on is there really is... In truth, people doing bad or good. That's right. And it, they're doing it to each other. They're doing it themselves. And um, people say, that, well, that's life. That's just part of life. What are you going to do? And, you know, that's it. But we could also stop doing that and stop just dismissing it. And we can actually put a concerted effort into doing things that are more beneficial for all of us. And it all could start with just our imaginations right manifesting things out of using the right words yeah. right yeah so yeah man oh dude and you know okay so you the the big takeaway it's funny you know how like we we were gonna we, pre-podcast we talked about how like we're gonna stay focused and talk about like my life story or some junk about all the what the wildlife story uh, that I actually have. And I was going to reveal the truth about how I became sleepy monkey man about the trauma and the accidents and um, the crazy healing things that I went through and all that jazz. And it uh, looks like we're going to have to have a part two because okay. uh, we did what you and I do best, which is talk about fun and neat ideas. And, you know, I, I do realize that it's important to talk about my story at some point in time because you know just like i was talking about earlier about like these things like uh when i was talking about our boys and how like masculinity is an idea so it's like it's only so much related it's only so relatable but when we talk about like when we humanize it and we talk about like our children we talk about our boys and the struggles they're going through and and how we need to uh raise them up with a a good understanding of what what it means to embrace their testosterone and their masculinity and how to express the emotions that are very strong that come along with those hormones in healthy ways because uh you know that makes the difference between a person who tears a city to pieces or a person who builds a city from pieces um you know in that same way you know I love to talk about ideas. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love it more than swinging the mace. Like, let's talk about ideas. Like, yeah. Uh, but ideas are only so relatable. And I, so I, I understand that the importance of sharing my story, and, and we'll do that another time, is that it humanizes the whole thing. And there really are, and this is why, you know, I'm glad we talked about the ideas, but I get, you know, I know I have to talk about the other stuff at some point too, because that's the stuff that the people actually need to hear. Because it's important to know that there are real answers. It's important to know that I really was almost dead. Mm -hmm. It's important to know that I went through things that people shouldn't go through. It's important to know 
that I did all of those things and I'm okay. That I came, I, I'm still here. I came out okay. Mm -hmm. That I allowed myself to be okay. And that I didn't, I, I didn't have to stay defined by those things. In fact, you know, this whole SMTA thing was born out of all of that stuff becoming something healthy uh, to offer to other people. And now I get to watch my students' lives change emotionally and physically and spiritually. I had a student recently tell me that they never thought about God until they started training Sleepy Monkey. And now they're like, man, they're reading book after book. They're on fire for truth. You know, so I'm not going to say they're on fire for Christianity. Mm -hmm. They're on fire for the truth. No. And the truth supersedes any name people want to put on it. The truth supersedes any book. And you can't contain the divine creator of all that is. In, in some hundreds of pages without going like too deep into it, but isn't, isn't truth really what we're talking about with, with and all this, because it's, yes. um, because we, 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 we say God is truth. Right. And then we say, well, the devil lies. Right. So it's, it's the contest between the lies and the truth. And what we want to um, recognize as what's real and what's not. Yeah. So what if I told you that, oh, man, I should really, man, when I say a verse this controversial, I should really be able to cite it. All right. Listen, folks, you, you look this up. You just Google the words and you'll find the verse, okay? It says in the Bible. I create good and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So it's really important, I think, for us to consider who made the devil. I think oftentimes we, the devil gets a bad rap. This is where, this is where I lose fans. <laughs> this is where I lose, lose fans in church, you, man. Are you going down a Kanye West territory now oh no <laughs> no <laughs> oh man don't get me canceled come on <laughs> that's psych uh my best friend is jewish is that is that like the same thing as saying like, <laughs> like i got a black friend <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> all right um i know a jewish guy yeah, i know <laughs> but uh but and my like ultimate hero of all time dude jesus dude's a jew man yeah. Hey oh. So no, but think about the devil. And this is where I, I, I absolutely lose uh fans in the church or just people when I when I bring up this stuff because this this is man, I I, I just I like entertaining like crazy ideas. So anyway, it's like okay, well, who made the devil? And it's like, all right, well, I read Job and I I I, I see God and the devil hanging out, like at a picnic table, basically, like having a chit chat over lunch about this dude Job, and they're playing a game with him. And at no point in time, when I'm reading Job, do they do? Does God and the devil seem like 
enemies. Maybe like friendly opponents playing chess. But they never seem like enemies. And listen, I know there's this whole revelations thing and the war, and I understand like the whole temptation of Christ in the desert and all that jazz. But if part of the game, if part of the reason we exist is to have free will, then we have to be given the choice. Mm -hmm. And so this is why I say the devil gets a bad rap. I'm not saying that, like, I actually think, I'm, I'm dead serious. I, in my opinion, the devil's actually on our side. He's on God's side and he's on your side. And you might say, well, that sounds crazy, man, because the devil's was trying to tempt me. I but like it, it. But exactly. You, you're you're saying, it, well, he. it doesn't even matter what side he's on. It's all about what we do. Yeah, exactly. We have, take, we have to take the responsibility. Right. And so that's the thing. If you if, if you don't ever have the choice, if you don't ever have the option right. to take the responsibility, then what's even the merit in it? Right. right? So it's like, okay, that's why I say the devil gets a bad rap. And everyone's like, oh, the devil, the devil, the devil. Well, it's like, guys, the devil is actually working in accordance with God to try to mess you up so that you have the opportunity to not mess up. Right. So that you do mess up, the devil's like, ha ha, gotcha. But then guess what? He get, he lets you do it again. He tries again. And that's the thing, man. We get these challenges. We get these reoccurring challenges in our life over and over and over again. And a lot of times people are like, oh, this is the devil trying to mess me yeah. up. And it's like, no, this is God putting this in your path over and over and over again until you pass the damn test. And the other thing too is if, a person's not saying, oh, it's the devil doing it. They're saying it's bad luck or right. it's, they're blaming it on something. Yeah. They're blaming Passing it on the something, buck. right? The scapegoat. It's very easy to blame things on the yeah. devil, right? Oh, the, 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 the devil tempted me. It's not I yeah. gave in to temptation. Yes. It's right. the devil tempted me. Right. And so that's just it. It's like you and I, okay, literally people bitching about the devil would be me and you bitching about the mace. Yeah. Because it's what it, because it, it you can't swing it; it's too heavy or something. Right? Like, oh, it's the mace. But that's literally what gives us the challenge, right? To get stronger. So it's like those those temptations, those emotions, those ordeals that arise, are the very things that that in our path that make it count. Yeah. That give us the opportunity. To be masters. Aaron, Aaron hears me talk about this all the time. There's a reason the masters are the masters. I say this to my students a lot too. Because I hear from everybody, myself included. Oh, this is so hard. Whether we're talking about the mace, whether we're talking about meditation, whether we're talking about patience. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, dudes, gals. If patience was easy, it wouldn't be a virtue, okay? It's like there's a reason the mass – when we look up to folks that have mastered something, they didn't master it because it was easy. Yeah. We don't respect them because what they did was easy. If that was the case, there would be no merit. It's precisely because it's difficult. Because it's challenging, 
and we do it anyway. That makes it badass. Right. And so that's the thing about faith. You asked me earlier if my view about the afterlife was kind of contradictory to Christianity. And of course, we've had many, many conversations where you heard me talk, even just right now, you hear me talk about something that might not be your typical interpretation of the purpose of the devil and all that jazz. But that's when I say re that's real faith, real faith, that willingness to wrestle with ideas, that willingness to wrestle with God, the willingness to dive into the mess, mm. the willingness to make the mistakes and to get back up. And that's what makes then faith living out the wisdom of a faith in Christ. It's not easy. It's not easy to look, at least at first, to look into everyone's face and see the light of God in their eyes. Mm. That's not easy in the beginning when we're used to seeing roadblocks and enemies everywhere. It's not easy to be truly loving to people who have wronged us it's not easy to be forgiving in general at all especially to ourselves you know we've been talking privately quite a bit about christianity as rebellion yeah orthodoxy as rebellion yeah. The, the, yeah, the most disciplined form of Christianity is actually very rebellious. Uh, and yeah, there's uh, what what is the um, the death. moniker? Um, death to the world. Death to the world. Now, and it sounds like what? What is that? Death to the world. But when you so we, punk rock man. Yeah, but without we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up. But uh, since we already mentioned it, let's not leave the audience hanging. Real. Short. Yeah. How would you would how would you describe what death to the world means? Death to the black magic, death to the lies, death to the manipulation. You know when the filmmakers of the Matrix, uh, the the Wachowski Wachowski sisters. No, I think I think it was brothers when they made the film. They've both both of them, I think, have transitioned. Um, which is another interesting topic. Which um, that's a that's a whole other interesting topic. Which uh, again, I've I, I found that my opinion on tends to throw people kind of through a loop because uh, I'm, you know, I I very much believe that God has or whatever's created us in our bodies is awesome. But at the same time, I really love being an American and I love Liberty. And I love just like, I love the idea, man. I'm not going to lie. I really think the idea of living life the way each one of us wants to live life, as long as it's not infringing on anyone else's rights. That's my big thing. Again, yeah. We could go on for another yeah. hour. But it's like with, with like all the Christians who are like crying about gay marriage being legal. It's like, I'm not kidding. Shut, dude, shut up. 
Shut up. It's not infringing on our rights to be Christians and to right. believe in Christ. It's not infringing on and, straight people's rights to get married. Like, and, and then people say, oh, well, marriage by definition is blah, blah, blah. Marriage by definition is legal. It's paperwork. Right. Ayo. So anyway, that's it because we could go off and off and off. Yeah. Uh, but that's another sign of the world the world in its way you got a government who's going to make these decisions well if you're a person of faith um you you answer to something else so yes. the world is going to do what it does whether you there oh, or not yeah so so you need to just focus on what the law is that you follow well, the reason I brought up the uh, the Wachowskis is because of the Matrix, and yeah. the you know they did a great job of depicting the world as that this uh, illusory illusory experience that in truth is using us as batteries to run the illusion. And we are all, which by the way, the, 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 the Wachowskis are very forthcoming that the inspiration for the Matrix trilogy is the, the gospel, mm -hmm. but it's the gospel according to the Gnostic gospels, the Nag Hammadi library, the scriptures were found that were found in the caves of Qumran, I believe it was in the late thirties. And that's something that you and I have talked a little bit about as well, because that's really, really worth folks diving into, especially people of faith, especially uh, when I say people of faith, you know, that's me actually being, uh, it's actually me being very like American and Christian. Because when I say people of faith, I'm referring to folks who are interested in Christianity, but it, it, to be fair and, and truly, like there are many really wonderful people of faiths that are of faiths okay um that's it the matrix does a great job of showing how the world puts us to sleep mm -hmm. keeps us asleep and then uses us as batteries and this is very true the system the economy mm -hmm. cannot run without us we can run without the economy we can we created the economy and we can make a new economy Local economy can spot boom. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Anyway, uh, the economy requires us the the world as an egregore, which is this shared collective idea that is so big that it takes on an authority and a presence of its own. Mm -hmm. And and it becomes then something that in that feeds on us. And it feeds us in return. And so I want to be clear about something because even though I I love Christianity as rebellion, and I, I'm a big fan of the Orthodox Church, and I'm a big fan of uh, this idea of death to the world. At the same time, we were talking earlier. You know, you've got the Earth, God's laws, and God's system—the one we came into when we were in the garden, and literally in the woods, in the jungle, uh, running from bears and snakes. And it's got its set of laws. And then we have the world, the world of man, which we can call the Babylon system, right? And, you know, on one hand, okay, it's like the world gives us all kinds. It, it makes us work for it. We, we oftentimes sell our time for the value of goods, 
and we the world uses us for its own ends but at the same time the world gives us indoor plumbing and the world gives us heat mm. and the world gives us like we mentioned earlier penicillin antibiotics the world gives us these the babylon system gives us these things that we consider like these miracle workings of God, these life-saving things. It's like, oh my gosh, like God inspired this dude to make this mess, whatever. It's beautiful. And so then we got the, 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 the Zion, right? God's law. Okay, well, God's law has us eating well and sleeping in a good circadian rhythm and exercising and because we have to but also that's because we're running from bears yeah that yeah. want to eat our babies we're, we we have to like at every point throughout our existence nature wants to eat us she wants to, to to bring us back into reabsorption with the dirt in the ground and so i really see it man as like this give and take you know, and I, I know that's where, again, my view kind of differs from the traditional Christian, uh, at least the institutionalized view. And that's why I, I started bringing this up earlier when I was talking about like the different names of God and people will disagree with me. But, you know, that's where I'm speaking uh, from the heart of, of a mystic. And, you know, we talked a lot about magic and and the, these what's what this black magic that exists is and it's these these people these markers and politicians and and, and you know, business all kinds of people out there you know people that don't even know what they're doing they just know that they will need want to get what they want and they don't even know why it works but they know that if they do this and this the person that they're talking to gives them what they want so mm -hmm. they do it right you know the, the the path of the magician seeks to raise their will and there's a lot of this. They, they seeks to raise their will so big that it can be enforced onto reality. And, 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 and change they, reality. Yeah, they want to structure reality according to their will. Yeah. Versus the path of the mystic, which, by the way, is 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 is, is looks sometimes very similar to the path of the magician. It, it gets a you know, especially in Christianity, it's a, it's a very feared word. Mm. But you know. The path of the mystic is the exact opposite intention of the magician. It's actually to lose, to lose our will completely, to completely give our life over to the divine will, to lose our individuality, to embrace our uniqueness as a creation, but to lose our individuality as a rogue self. The, the 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 path of the mystic seeks to doesn't seek to def, to define their purpose but to find their purpose and when i say find meaning like we find something that's already there we it's not something that we are creating you know, that's where it's like i had my plan for my life and god had a different plan for my life and i didn't will this into existence None of Sleepy Monkey, none of the life the way I live it today came about as uh, according to my will. <laughs> it's, it's, it, was, it was all by being led.
And, um, and so, you know, I, I, I see things, I think sometimes from what I hear fairly controversially when it comes to like the approved doctrinal dogmatic way of seeing God and Christ and the world. I don't hate the world. Right. I actually love the world. And you know what it says in the Bible? It says, for God so loved the world. So this is the thing. This is where like the punk rocker in me is like, yeah, death to the world, death to the lies. That's why I say to me it means death to the lies, yeah. death to the manipulation. Right. But I don't hate the world. I love the world. Yeah. I love my friends and the people in the world. I love the people. I, 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 I see. I was my my bro lives up in the bronx and i was visiting him and we're sitting in his apartment we're sitting out on on uh, his balcony and it's nighttime and i'm just looking at these apartment buildings man these high rises with all these lights flickering behind the windows and and each one of them is a hope like behind each one of those little flickering lights is a person a family eating dinner Somebody who had a rough day and is feeling like crap, sitting on the couch having a crisp cold beer for some relief. A couple arguing it out. Hopefully they'll end up naked, right, with that makeup sex, mm -hmm. right? That, that family eating dinner, getting ready to eat their meal, wash up, and then watch their half hour of their family sitcom. Yeah. God is everywhere. God is in the world. Just as much as God is in Babylon, just as much as God is in Zion. You know, and, and we know this. It says in the scripture that that's why God sent Jesus. Not because he hated the world, but because he loved the world. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Man. So, so that's the thing, right? The church keeps telling us that, that 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 we should hate the world. The church keeps telling us that heaven's where we go when we die. The church keeps telling us so that, that we're just these lowly sitters. But scripture, at least the way I'm reading it, is telling me something a little different. It's telling me that I'm created and made in the divine image of the maker. Not just the image, but also the likeness. That means that you are like the maker. Why do you think we love to create things so much? Wow. Wow. Then how much power we actually possess within us. Wow. You know, and then, then, then I, get to, I, I, I get told that all of these things that Jesus did, all of them, all of them, all of them, I can do too. You can do too. it's it's really amazing uh when you when you put it all together like that um it, it's empowering is what it is yes and that's what you want to focus on yes that if you could if you could just do that just focus on that because yes. that's going to pay off way more than uh beating yourself up all that's the right. time right i mean yeah you do have to pay attention to um some of your lowly ways right yeah. you, you, you do you have to be cognizant of who you are and what you are and how you're affecting people around you yeah. but th that empowering thought is is everything and that's christ man 
Yeah. That's Christ, you know. Um, so and, and maybe that's that's where we maybe that's where we wrap it up. Where it's like that's the power of Christ. The power of Christ is in us. Yeah, it's in us. Yeah, yeah, sure, cool. It was in Jesus. Yeah, I'll get whatever. I, I know it sounds like yeah. it sounds like almost like heretical to say it that way, but like yeah, like I mean it when I'm like I don't care. Like and that sounds like nuts to Christians. Like you don't care. No, no, I, I, I do, of course, but I also don't because like I need Christ to be in me or else it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it is that's how it actually works. And that's scriptural, man. I don't care what I hear from the pulpit. I don't care what I hear from doctrine. I don't care what the church fathers have to say. I really don't. All I care about is when I read the scriptures and when I'm deep in prayer and meditation and I, and I feel the presence of God, I care about what that tells me. And when, and so far in my experience, I haven't been let down yet. I've done things that doctors, and let me refer, maybe the Lord has done things in me that the doctor said are impossible. And that's what we'll talk about next time. Because that's what we we're supposed to talk about this time, but we had more. We had too many interesting other things to talk about. And uh, well, I don't know if I don't know what we were really supposed to talk about. There's that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, there's a everybody has a thought of how something's going to go, but then it always just goes. It's not that you know you're going in a good direction at that's, least. That's this. However, this was supposed to go was exactly how it went. Yes, exactly. And right. And and that's the same. and then. Yeah, I can, I can leave, we can, we can leave a little like an Easter egg for a part two. And just that is that for as long as this one was the next time I come hang out with you here, I'll talk about what actually happened to me, the actual exercises, the actual practices that I did and still do that healed my brain, the faith and I mean, people already kind of know where my faith lies. That's a huge part in it. Yeah. People ask me all the time how I did what I did. And I tell them, well, it starts by believing in God. And then and believe isn't even the word. It's it's about knowing in God. Yeah. And again, God's not even the right word. None of that's the right language. So you so, know what I mean. You know what, though? I want to say this uh, for people listening. Um he, Andrew's saying we're going to talk again. Of course we are. We're going to do more, a lot more podcasts. There's going to be all kinds of podcasts. But uh, I think, uh, dude, if if you think about it, from the past podcast, yeah. there was uh, a lot you talked about in those too. And I, if, I don't if, even, I haven't watched them. And if I don't you're remember. somebody who hasn't uh, seen those podcasts, then you you know just think of it like this. Um, you know, between when when you're on the podcast, uh, it's a unique situation. Every podcast is unique, right? You know, everybody's different. So uh, if uh, anyone listening wants to follow these, just go back, you know, Google it, whatever, put it in the YouTube search, but start with the first episode and work your way, you know, uh, back up. And um, you do talk a lot about your, it's, it's scattered throughout. Cool. So some of the stuff that you're, you're talking about, you want to address is actually they're, they're in the past it has nice. yes it, it's been a little bit but i think there's a lot there for people to talk about all right it's dinner time and we're getting told it's dinner time it's dinner time so that is great um and aaron thanks for 
hanging out on the side there. Check out at sleep at sleepy monkey woman on Instagram. Uh, Art she has artwork. Yeah, Aaron Calla Lyons art. All of Sleepy Monkey's artwork, all the symbolism was put together uh, with the help of Erin. She's fantastic. Yeah. Check her out. Uh, and that's not even her specialty. Fine art is kind of her specialty. So, uh, yeah, Erin Callalyons art on Instagram, Sleepy Monkey Woman. Uh, she's a big, big part of Sleepy Monkey Training Academy. Yeah. Um, and she yeah. shoots a, a mean bow and arrow, too. She does. <laughs> she's she's our Katniss. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, and then anybody uh, interested in training with um, Andrew, you're uh, you'll do Zoom calls. Um, there's still SleepyMonkeyTrainingAcademy.com. Yeah, yeah. SleepyMonkeyTrainingAcademy.com, and then of course Instagram. Um, we're in Thornton, Pennsylvania. Uh, right on the edge of Delaware and Chester County for mm-hmm. whoever's local. Uh, in person is what we love the best. We do, I do do some Zoom sessions though. So I don't care if you're in, uh, if somebody's in North I, Jersey and they're like two and a half, three hours away, would you meet them at a midway point? No, okay. uh, unfortunately not. My days are pretty, yeah, pretty busy yeah, six a days a yeah. week. Um, so it's one well, of those things where, in. well, if what if somebody in, in, uh, India wants to fly you in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll do that. Um, and right. So have, anybody uh, in India? Well, actually, we <laughs> we we have um, we have interest in invitation to India, oh, uh, Sweden, and England. I don't know where. It's somewhere in the UK. Oh, oh what? Uh, these are all separate invites. Yeah, these are all oh. separate invites. Yeah, people actually. you're meeting through. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I, I really. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, you know what? I, I just had a great idea for a podcast episode. We're gonna we're gonna do this again, even if it's a Zoom call. Um, let's run them down a list. You make a list, I'll make a list of people. Um, and I don't know if they want to be talked about or not. So yeah. maybe use code for some people. You can check with them. But let's do a podcast where we talk about people we've connected with around the world. And like where there's that invite where, or there's, they could come to your house, that kind of thing where yeah. it's that, that close, like there's something there you got to want to manifest. Let's just talk about that. Let's, yeah. let's see, you know, who's out there. Um, you know, it's just to, just, just to get an idea of how um, we're relating to each other. That's a great know? idea. So we'll do that Absolutely. as, as little, you know, that'll be like a short little thing, you know, it'll be like 10 or 15 minutes or something like that. But <laughs> other than <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, carve it out, we'll carve it out for that. But other than that, um, yeah, you're going to be back on the podcast. I might come out to your place with my yeah. gear um, uh, and I mean, taking the, the show on the road and um, we could, we could have a great talk okay. and, and we'll get more, Almost three hours on the dot. Yeah. yeah. Right. You called it. Very professional uh, operation here at Steel Mace Nation. Fantastic. All right. So you know how to reach Andrew. You know how to reach Aaron. Uh, do so and accordingly, whatever that means. Um, and thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you at the next one. Well.